all. Here we go. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. I was looking at some of the numbers uh, right before airtime with respect to um, border crossings, and the numbers are absolutely staggering. Keeping in mind, this is with Title 42 in effect, 14,000 per day, 420,000 per month, 5,100,000 per year. That's the estimated border crossings if Title 42 ended. Can you imagine if yesterday's Supreme Court ruling would have gone differently by a scant bare five to four majority. Now, I have to say, Neil Gorsuch, who voted against keeping it in effect, so he went with um, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Jackson, and the five that carried the day, Thomas, Alito, Kavanaugh, Roberts, and Barrett. I don't have it on me, but I do want to reacquaint myself with it because Gorsuch's rationale was really solid the other three i think are democrat ideologues gorsuch who i like a lot and by the pure rule of law i think he's right with what he did now i know some people are going to say what what are you saying but if you think about it this he Gorsuch said some things such as they're not some court of last resort. They're not where that when you don't get your job done, you know, we do it for you, this kind of thing. And if you think about it, the Supreme Court really is sort of picking up the slack for the legislature's inability to do its job. This president's failure to do his job. So this is fortunate. I don't know how it's going to turn out because you can't say forever that this is a COVID-19 emergency. You know, on one hand, the president says the the pandemic is over. On the other hand, he keeps the emergency alive. But ultimately, at some point, you can't keep saying yeah, we're going to keep a health emergency in effect, even if there's not a health emergency. So the way this is going to work, and it really just basically kicks the can. Because I, I will tell you to probably I get just accustomed to the fact or prepare for the fact that when they hear these arguments, unless this is just baked in, no matter what gets said, it's just going to be 5-4. The side that says we are the executive branch, we don't want to keep this in effect, we don't believe that there's a COVID-19 emergency, I, I, I don't know how I don't know how you rule against that. 
But the way this is going to work, oral arguments before the Supreme Court will be in February. So that doesn't even start now for a couple of months. Maybe if it's early February, under a couple of months, but, you know, down the road a bit. And then sometime in the spring, this decision will be announced. And at that point, either there better be some other way to protect this border or get ready because we're going to have numbers the likes of which we just can't even imagine. Could you imagine if they keep this? I mean, five million and you know, it would be more than that. Five million a year. Five years, 25 million. Keep doing the math. It's impossible. Utterly impossible. I didn't write down the name of the school, but a few hours ago, I just my curiosity. I was working on an item that you can read, actually, on the app and at WPGtalkradio.com. And and again, uh, thank you so much. I wish we were permitted to share the station analytics, but we're not. But your readership has been voluminous, appreciated, I mean, beyond anything I could imagine when we set out to begin 2022. Just how many people are out there reading the content that we're producing on a daily basis, almost seven days a week. I think really, without exception, seven days a week. I can't think of the last time we didn't put up, even on the weekend, at least one piece of new content. So my, I was working on that, and it's a, it's a, it's a pretty interesting read about 2022 and Atlantic City, Times River, uh, South Jersey, all of New Jersey, that in 2022 there was such a sharp increase in shark activity. You can check that out. It's there. But while I was writing that, I heard, I think it was a Virginia school. I know it's a top high school in America. And they were talking about the PSAT. So I'm familiar with that. And I think most of you are. Usually in your junior year, you would take the PSAT. It's a test to you know, see if you're ready to take the SATs. And there are national merit awards that are associated with this test. And something like the top 3% in the country get a national merit recognition award standing. And obviously it's very helpful in terms of applying for school and getting into school, into college. And this school decided, and they didn't tell anyone, they decided they would not acknowledge as part of quote unquote, their equity program. And there were other things about this school, like the valedictorian, I think, the salutatorium. They wear like a sash of sorts um, in addition to the graduation robe or gown, I guess it's called. Uh, And they didn't allow that and they're not allowing that. And that's because other students would feel inadequate 
we have to, we simply have to get out of this business. What, what was I supposed to do? I ran in high school and competed in cross country and track. And every time I got on the track or on a cross country course, I ran to win. You're going to tell me if I train hard and if if I win that I don't win or whoever wins doesn't win. No one's allowed to win. What are we talking about? Trophies of participation and no league champions and no MVP, no most outstanding player, no most improved, no most dedicated Everything about life in America is about what you contribute, measuring, rating. It's what it's all about. If you run in the Olympics, think about that at that elite level, how few people ever qualify. There's a qualifying standard. Then you go, and if you finish in the top three in your particular uh, endeavor – you make the Olympic team. What, what We don't have that. And we don't have winners. The United States champions in the Olympic trials and so on and so forth. I mean, I, I can't stand this stuff. If you're in a company and you're in sales and they give out awards for the top salesperson, we're not going to do that because the person at the bottom is going to be offended and, and feel inadequate. Work harder. They're destroying our country as we sit back and let them and as we sit back and watch them. Listen, I, I, I begrudgingly give credit. They are so aggressive with their agenda of changing the English language. Every year we hear words that you can no longer use. And all of a sudden you might use some word and someone will say, no, no, you're not, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Well, who said that? I mean, I can't say that. These aren't aren't slurs. These aren't some kind of, you know, disgusting words. They are inch by inch destroying our country while we let them and we watch them. And you look at these things and you say, no, it can't possibly be true. They can't possibly be teaching thirteen uh, uh, third graders rather about penises and vaginas and things. It's unbelievable what's going on. They're doing things that if you did them on the outside, you would be arrested by Will Reynolds. You'd be a convicted Megan's List offender for the rest of your life. And they're allowed to do it in the disguise of education. And the truth is they're grooming is what they're doing. That's what's going on here. Grooming, indoctrination. What in the world would be the reason for teaching third graders sexual content? Could you imagine you're on a park bench bench with somebody that's what's what is third grade? Uh, eight years old, nine years old. 
and you just have some drawings or something and you show and look at this. This is a blank and this is what you do with that blank and this is a blank. You'd go to jail. How are they allowed to do this in school? Because they have power, they write the rules. This is why it's so important. Look, I, I, I did my turn. I'm done with that. But I'm urging people, run for school board. Look at these jackasses that are running for school board and winning in some of these areas and their agenda. Either to get their whole friends and family jobs in the district where they can't even vote for the budget because they're conflicted. Oh, we need the county superintendent to approve the doctrine of necessity because everybody on the board has friends and family in the district and they can't vote even on the budget. You got to run for the school board. If you live in places like Ventnor and such where they're appointed, you go to Mayor Beth McIgnano and you say, look, I got a really good record. I want to be on the board of education. I don't have any agenda. I just want to stop this crap that's going on, this indoctrination stuff, this grooming and this this sexual content and all this other madness. You got to do it. I did. I did my two terms. Like I always tell you, I don't ask you to do what I haven't already done. We don't talk smack. I put up. I went to school board meetings for years and years and years. And many times other municipalities school board meetings where things were being done that weren't right and people would ask would you please go because if you go they won't do what they were going to do is that crazy if you just sit in the audience they won't they they were going to do something and they don't do it people have got to get involved it's so important 19 minutes past the hour don't go away we're just getting started We have open forum coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, and John Walters coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, all about reverse mortgages. We're doing double duty today, tomorrow, and Friday. You can find me 3 to 6 p.m. guest hosting today, The Guy Benson Show, on the nationally syndicated Fox News Radio networks. Uh, The um, Guy Benson Show, 3 to 6 p.m. tomorrow, and then Fox Across America on Friday, which also means two of those three hours, you'll get to hear me here uh, on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because we replay uh, two of the hours of um, Jimmy's show from 10 p.m. until 12 midnight. So it'll be a busy day on Friday. We'll be on air, let's see, nine hours on this Friday. Busy day. Fox News commentary. Breaking news, folks. Exercise helps protect against severe cases of COVID. Knock me over with a feather. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. America's kids are at risk. Parents can't control their education. And states are taking over health decisions, even letting children decide their gender. Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax all this holiday week, and he's warning about the dangers to our kids with the woke agenda. Tune in tonight for Rob Schmidt and his series, Kids at Risk. You'll be shocked. This holiday week, check out Newsmax and Rob Schmidt. Make the switch to Newsmax. You won't look back. 
take a trip down bad memory lane, shall we? Back to those months or in some places years when COVID or more accurately, the government produced fear of COVID kept businesses closed down. By now, even those who locked us down will admit it was a bad idea. But wait, there's more. Now the mainstream media and health experts are admitting that regular exercise is a great tool for fighting COVID and all health issues for that matter. But wait, didn't some of these same experts tell us gyms were COVID super spreaders and that's why they had to be locked down for months on end? Heck, some gym owners were even arrested for opening their doors. This is all such a giant farce. Any rational person could have told you shutting down gyms, parks, beaches, and hiking trails to combat COVID was moronic. But sadly, we were silenced and shamed for speaking basic facts. The left wants COVID amnesty now, but they'll need to own up and pay the piper. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you to the great one. It is 23 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum coming up in the not too distant future uh, for the seven o'clock hour. Let me see if I can give you a little bit of context on this um, Supreme Court temporarily halting termination of Title 42. I'm very um, happy with what they did. I don't think it matters that much that Gorsuch voted the way that he did. Uh, I think it was smart. I think that the Supreme Court actually did, at least the majority, did consider the fact that there was going to be an absolute catastrophe. And keep in mind, your president flew off to St. Croix, the Virgin Islands, with family in tow, all on taxpayer expense. I'll tell you, these abusive political pigs that we have. In this era, all of them, Buddha judge flying all over the place, all these lightweight, just completely incompetent people. What's that? What's Buddha judge doing about the uh, the airline catastrophe? We're going to hold them accountable. Uh, OK, little man, you couldn't fill a pothole in South Bend, Indiana. OK, and that's the truth. Uh, that's to quote Joe Biden. That's not hyperbole. That's the truth. We're going to hold them accountable. We can find them. We have this. We have that. Look, I heard the president of Southwest Airlines. I was really um, uh, I, f- I felt really bad for him. I mean, you had weather that even Noah, not Hurley Baker, but Noah said we would have no cold that would be lower than average this whole winter season. They didn't even know it was going to happen. What what are they to do when the weather is so bad that you can't fly? And and now just because politicians pander and they don't ever solve problems. I started to look at this and I thought Southwest in 23 of the 25 biggest cities in the country, they're flying more people than any other airline. So, of course, they're going to be canceling more flights. They're getting it disproportionate because we live in a time and it's disgusting where as long as you have someone to blame, you wash your hands clean and you have no problem. That's what they do. Joe Biden, I'm going to hold Southwest accountable. Look, I'm not I'm not the defender of the airline industry, but what are you supposed to do? You have so many planes, you have so many pilots, so many um, what are, uh, flight attendants. I was going to say stewardess. Oh, that's that. 
That probably is a canceled word. Uh, flight attendant. And then all of a sudden, you've got all these thousands of flights canceled. Well, they're not canceled because they don't want to fly you to where you're going. They're canceled because they have no plane. They have no pilot. They have no flight attendants. Because all these other flights, they try to make up. And this is why when you get something like this, it takes weeks to clear it up. Southwest has thousands of flights today. I think they've already announced 2,500 flights canceled for tomorrow already. But don't worry, Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg, they're going to hold Southwest accountable. How about working on the problem? Rather than just pander that you're going to you're going to find someone. Take the time. I did listen to what the president said. He was very empathetic to all the passengers, to all his crew, his staff. I, I wouldn't want that job. If it's so easy to criticize, if you can't fly. Because there was so much snow, the conditions were so hazardous. I mean, look, what was it? Is it like 36 people in Buffalo are dead? People have been found frozen in cars. They've literally frozen to death. This is why I was so critical of Biden going to St. Croix, the Virgin Islands. It's just such a terrible optic. What are they going to show him on the beach while people are freezing to death? I mean, this is crazy. That's like, hey, I was going to go. I'll catch up with you guys. You know, you go. I got to stay here. I mean, leaders are supposed to lead. They're supposed to lead by example. I I think about, I, I, I don't know, either I did it right or I did everything wrong. I don't know. At least in my own mind, I know I did it right. Margie will back me up on this. And look, my responsibilities were never... They were I uh, they were always important to me and they were important to the company I worked for. But it was nothing like uh, people freezing to death and you're going to the St. Croix uh, Virgin Islands. I can't begin to tell you and I have witnesses, whether it's my sister who we were visiting almost every time I went away. When I was either a junior executive or an executive in the casino industry, I would have to leave early. Come home by myself, which always sucked. Leave my family somewhere else, which was terrible. Because something would come up. That's nothing. And I I can't even count the times that that happened. And it's very stressful because you're dealing with, oh, do you have to go? Whether it's your children, dad, do you have to go? You know, your spouse, do you have to go? Yeah, I have to go. So you have that angst then you're you're disappointed because you're you're leaving yourself and then you're going to where you have responsibilities and here's the president of the united states i'm going people are freezing to death and this title 42 could have been nixed and you just go you're just you you're comfortable just going Now, I've always been mindful the president is the president no matter where they are, but that's not the way the media plays it when it's a Republican president. 
This Joe Biden's been to Delaware 60 weekends, 60. I would lie. I'm telling you, I would love to have his life. I don't want the job, but I want this guy's life. He stops work. He doesn't work that I'm aware of much at all. But they put a lid on the White House at noon on Fridays. That's it. They're done. See ya. Look at us. You want to be like us. What a life. Incredible. And there's not somebody to say, hey, look, Mr. President, no, no, no. St. Croix in the future, but not not now. Not when not when people are freezing to death. Let me see something. Siri, what is the temperature in St. Croix, the Virgin Islands? It's currently 78 degrees in Christianstead, United States, Virgin Islands. Oh, really, Siri? Thank you. Of course. Oh, my goodness. So it's 78 degrees. Um, I don't know if there's a time difference. What time is it, St. Croix, the Virgin Islands, right now? Sorry, I don't know. You don't know? All right, I'll find out. Uh 78 degrees. If it's 630 in the morning, 78 degrees. Let's see if Siri knows this. Siri, what will be the high temperature today, St. Croix, the Virgin Islands? The high in Christianstead, United States Virgin Islands, will be 83 degrees Fahrenheit today. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Siri, what will the high temperature be today in Buffalo, New York? The high temperature in Buffalo, New York, will be 39 degrees Fahrenheit today. What's the temperature in Buffalo, New York right now? In Buffalo, New York, it's 31 degrees. All right. Well, it's freezing, but don't worry. The president's closer to 80. And in Buffalo, it's it's freezing. Now, keep in mind, that's a balmy warm-up because it was wind chill way below zero in Buffalo. I tell you, I don't I, – I just – I can't believe what's going on and what some people get away with. I mean – Look at the lies that this man has told to lose his way to the top. And look at this poor guy, this this wreck of a man, whatever he is, George Santos, the congressman-elect from the 3rd District of New York. And they are just putting the full-court press, the New York Times. And there's more. There's more about Santos. Hey, how about giving us a little bit about what Joe Biden this guy with corn pop and the chains and the hairy legs and the kids and and smelling people's hair and a woman that says that he digitally penetrated her uh, and all the money, the millions and millions of dollars from all over the world from bad actors. Uh, can we keep going uh, top of my class in law school? I mean, plagiarizing uh, all kinds of stuff, including the existence of a, another person and stealing their life story. Are we going to can we talk about resume embellishment in the most important position on the planet? Or is it just reserved for New York's third congressional district? This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. I'm fired up, as you can tell. Harry Hurley, three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We have an update from the Atlantic County Prosecutor Cause of Death update regarding David Wigglesworth and the Christmas murder. Very, very sad. Year 2022 saw an increase in shark activity in Atlantic City and all of New Jersey, for that matter. And we tell you why. And also, we have put a list together of some of the finest crab cakes in the Atlantic City area. Yum. 
From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The next three days feature warming temperatures and dry weather. Good stuff. It is chilly this morning, but we'll see a high of 48 today under partly sunny skies. A nice late December day, I do believe. Some clouds tonight, low around 32, becoming mostly sunny tomorrow. And staying dry, high of 53. Friday, even warmer, high of 57 degrees. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. At Manhattan Bagel. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 39 minutes past the hour. Let me just give you, and these are recent, recent embellishments, flat out lies. Uh, Joe Biden saying that his house burned, quote, with my wife in it, although it's fully documented by the Associated Press in 2004 that there was a small, quote, small fire that was, quote, contained to the kitchen. My house burned with my wife in it. He was speaking in New Hampshire. He was on a bridge in New Hampshire. And he said that, um, and it was something about the infrastructure bill or something. It was a year or so ago. And he said, quote, without this bridge, as I said earlier, it's a 10-mile detour just to get to the other side. And I know, having had a house burned down with my wife in it, she got out safely, God willing, that having a significant portion of it burn, I can tell you, 10 minutes is a hell of a difference. A small kitchen fire. And he's lied about this before. And there's more. Remember when he um, talks about uh, the Amtrak um, story? I'll share that one with you. So he was speaking, uh, and this was in... uh, late October of last year and he was talking about an Amtrak employee and it's the fifth time during just his presidency, so two years, then it was only one year and he told a story dating back to when he was vice president about an encounter with a former Amtrak employee named Angelo Negri Quote, I commuted every single day, 263 miles a day on Amtrak from the time I got elected United States senator. I got to know all the conductors really well. They became my friends. I mean, really, my genuine friends. I'd have them at home for Christmas and during the summer. Quote, and Ange walks up to me and goes, Joey, baby, grabs my cheek. And I thought the Secret Service was going to blow his head off. Quote, I swear to God, true story. I said, no, no, he's a friend. I said, what's up, Ange? And he said, Joey, I read in the paper you traveled 1,200,000 miles on Air Force planes. Negri then informed the vice president that he had traveled 2,200,000 miles on Amtrak, according to Biden's telling. So, Joey... I don't want to hear about the Air Force anymore. Biden recalls Negri joking, quote, I'm a train guy. Concluding his story and launching into his pitch on his Build Back Better agenda. So Fox News did reporting that the story doesn't add up. 
Negra's obituary states he retired from Amtrak in 1993 while Biden was still a senator. So I guess when you're talking about his time as vice president, which happened in what, uh, 2005, took office, huh? That does, once again, the truth never lines up with this guy. Additionally, Biden's office celebrated him hitting one million miles on Air Force Two in 2015, and Negri passed away prior to that. So that's just sort of a little recount of some of the stories that Biden tells. I put together quite a few of them because here's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. If if Biden doesn't get held accountable for being a serial liar on steroids times infinity, then why should this guy, why should this guy, George Santos, be held to this suffocating standard of going after every little thing and and documenting it when you just let Biden get away with lying every single day? Biden claimed twice that he met with Parkland, Florida shooting survivors when he was vice president. Problem with that was he was no longer vice president. He was out of office when the attack took place. So they just say he misspoke. And they go on. In 1988, Biden dropped out of the presidential race after he was he was found to have exaggerated His academic record plagiarized a law school essay and used quotes from other politicians in his speeches without attribution. But these aren't the only issues. I've got about at least six others. I'll share them with you when we come back in just a little bit. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM healthy life. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And thank you. Welcome back. 47 minutes past the hour. So let's do a quick little drive by here. And again, this is only coming up because Democrats want George Santos to not uh, be sworn in on January uh, 3rd. So I just want to remind all, not all, just some of the Joe Biden lies and resume embellishments. Number one here on this new list. It's what is it? Number 10 with all the other ones I just gave you in the in the last segment. Number one. Biden said his helicopter was, quote, forced down near Osama bin Laden's lair in Afghanistan. Can I ask you, what is it about these Democrats? Hillary Clinton talked about getting they docked, you know, gunfire and they docked when it was just little children handing them flowers and on a beautiful sunny day. They just get away with this stuff. Biden claimed in multiple speeches in 2008 that he knew where Osama bin Laden was hiding because his helicopter had been forced down nearby in the mountains of Afghanistan. Quote, if you want to know 
where al-Qaeda lives, you want to know where bin Laden is. Come back to Afghanistan with me, said Biden. Come back to the area where my helicopter was forced down with three-star general uh, and three senators at 10,500 feet in the middle of those mountains. I can tell you where they are. In another speech, Biden claimed al-Qaeda is, quote, in the mountains between Afghanistan and Pakistan or Pakistan, if you're Obama, where my helicopter was recently forced down. He later referred to, quote, the superhighway of terror between Pakistan and Afghanistan, where my helicopter was forced down, end quote. Quote, John McCain wants to know where bin Laden and the gates of hell are. I can tell him where, said Biden. The helicopter actually landed to wait out a snowstorm, according to the Associated Press. They landed normally. They weren't forced down. Biden, John Kerry and Chuck Hagel were on a Senate junket in Afghanistan when their helicopter crossed paths with a snowstorm. This is well documented. The pilot simply landed as a precaution and a U.S. military convoy picked up the senators and took them to the main American air base. Quote, other than getting a little cold, it was fine, Kerry told the AP when asked about the incident. We were going to send Biden out to fight the Taliban with snowballs, Kerry joked. That's just number one. Number two. Biden said he was a coal miner while running for president in 2008. Biden told the United Mine Workers that he was a coal miner. Quote, I hope you won't hold it against me, but I'm a I'm a hard coal miner. Uh, I don't even know what this kind of coal is. Anthracite coal Scranton, Pennsylvania. And quote, Biden said, quote, it's nice to be back in coal country. It's a different accent in Virginia, but it's the same deal. We were taught that our faith and our family was the only really important thing, and our faith and our family informed everything we did. The Biden campaign later told the Associated Press that his comment was, quote, a joke. But it echoed another false claim he had made about coming from a family of coal miners during his 1988 campaign. In a 1988 speech, Biden referred to my ancestors who worked in the coal mines of northeast Pennsylvania and would come up after 12 hours and play football for four hours. That line was plagiarized from a speech by British politician Neil Kinnock, whose family actually did work in the mines. In 2004, Biden acknowledged that he did not have family members who worked in mining. Quote, hell, I might be president now if it weren't for the fact I said I had an uncle who was a coal miner. Turns out I didn't have anybody in the coal mines. You know what I mean? I tried that crap. It didn't work, he said during an interview with John Stewart. Is, is this guy pathological or what? I mean, I think he's a sociopath. Three, Biden said he was shot at in Iraq. In 2007, Biden claimed he was shot at, quote unquote, during the Iraq war while visiting the Green Zone, the heavily guarded area in the middle of Baghdad where the United States Embassy is based. Quote, Let's start telling the truth. Number one, quote, you take all the troops out. You better have helicopters ready to take those 3000 civilians inside the green zone where I have been seven times and shot at. When asked for details about the shooting, a Biden campaign aide 
said that the then senator was staying at a hotel in the green zone when a mortar landed several hundred yards away. Quote, a soldier came by to explain what happened and said if the mortar fire continued, they would need to proceed to a shelter. So there you go. Something blew up somewhere else. Uh, and he gets to say he was shot at. Number four, Biden said he called Slobodan Milosevic, quote, a damn war criminal to his face, quote unquote. Biden met with the Serbian leader, Slobodan Milosevic, in 1993 at the height of the siege of Sarajevo. According to Biden's book, Promises to Keep, when Milosevic asked what he thought about him, Biden responded, quote, I think you're a damn war criminal and you should be tried as one. In 2008, Biden aide Ted Kaufman, who was at the meeting and also worked on Biden's 2008 campaign, told The Washington Post that the account was accurate. However, three other Biden aides who were at the meeting declined to corroborate the story. John Rich, a senator, a Senate aide who attended the Milosevic meeting, told The Washington Post he did not recall Biden ever making such a dramatic pronouncement. Quote, the legend grows. But Biden certainly introduced into the conversation the concept that Milosevic was a war criminal. Hmm. But he didn't say it, though. Number five, Biden said he participated in sit-ins at segregated restaurants and movie theaters. In the 1970s and 1980s, Biden regularly claimed to have been an activist in the civil rights movement and said he participated in sit-ins along U.S. Route 40 in Delaware in 1961. Quote, when I was 17 years old, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate restaurants and movie houses in my state, and my stomach turned upon hearing the voices of Fabus and Barnett and my soul raged upon seeing the dogs of Bull Connor, end quote. Biden also claimed to have organized a boycott of segregated restaurant in Wilmington called The Pit when he was in high school after the restaurant refused to serve a black member of his football team. Quote, I organized the civil rights boycott because they wouldn't serve black kids. One of our football players was black and we went there and they said they wouldn't serve him. I said to the others, hey. We can't go in there. So we all left. The football player completely contradicted Biden's account and said Biden was not aware of the incident until later. Quote, they weren't aware of what happened, said the football player in 1987. I was only 16 then. It was my problem and my battle for me to work out. They were obvious. Uh, I'm sorry. They were oblivious to it until later. When Biden dropped out of the 1988 presidential race amid his plagiarism scandal, he said the extent of his civil rights participation was working at an all-black swimming pool for a summer in college. I, I could go on. It's just it's crazy. Number six, Biden said he criticized President George W. Bush during lengthy private meetings in the Oval Office. Bush uh, Biden claimed in 2009 he spent, quote, a lot of hours alone with President George W. Bush and bluntly rebuked the president over his foreign policy decisions. Quote, I remember President Bush saying to me one time in the Oval Office, well, Joe, I'm a leader, 
And I said, Mr. President, turn around and look behind you. No one is following. Bush aides told Fox News in 2009 that they did not recall Biden ever meeting alone with the president or making such a comment. Quote, the president would never sit through two hours of Joe Biden. I don't ever remember Biden being in the Oval. He was such a blowhard on all that stuff. There wasn't a reason to bring him in. That's six more whoppers. So if you want to play this game, let's play. Can you top this? Can George Santos top Joe Biden? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And do I have time to share with you something that I found very strange? The headline was Democratic strategists on dissing Biden, quote, even cannibals don't eat their own. Now, that that quote, that quote comes from someone else. But there was an MSNBC blah, 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 chat fest where they were complaining over liberals complaining about Biden. And they added cannibals don't eat their own. So you had a Democratic strategist. You had an MSNBC personality. I remember this woman, uh, Margaret Carlson. She was she was on this segment. And they're talking about Biden's potential run for reelection in 2024. And they note that recent polling shows interest moving away from Joe Biden. The, the, the Democrats don't want him to run. Quote, well, I think it was former President Lyndon Johnson who said that the difference between liberals and cannibals is that cannibals don't eat their own family. Quote, we're really awful to each other. We don't talk about Biden's accomplishments enough. We don't tout them. You hear a lot of complaining on the Democratic side constantly. Really? Where? They're so delusional. It's it's hilarious. Oh, and let your heart not be troubled because Friday at 9 a.m., the Democrats, in one of their last gasp, deranged moments, will be releasing President Trump's tax returns. I think it's... Um, 2015 to 2020. And then they want to tell you, it's not political. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know a single American that cares to see President Trump's tax returns. I don't I don't care to see them. I want to see a forensic audit of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, the Biden Inc., with uh, all the tens of millions of dollars that they've gotten from China and uh, Ukraine and Russia and elsewhere. How about that? How about we start there? WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Open for... From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground... 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is five minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Let's have some open forum. 609-407-1450. I hope you'll check in. 609-407-1450. Hello there and welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, yes, good morning. The skinny on stratospheric aerosol injections. In theory, injecting aerosols into the stratosphere, the upper stratosphere, could cool the planet, but at the cost of disrupting seasonal weather patterns. Hmm, sounds like climate change. Hmm, leading to widespread flooding or drought. It could also harm the food supply, either by reducing the amount of sunlight that reaches crops or by reducing the amount of rainfall or both. So what they're blaming on climate change could very easily be uh, blamed on the aerosol injections into the stratosphere. You never know. I was just bringing this up because a gal from East Tennessee, she's a homesteader, and she was talking about uh, how barium, uh, aluminum, and uh, strontium being spewed into the atmosphere couldn't be good for your health if it comes back down to the uh, Earth's surface and gets in our water supply and food supply and that. And uh, she was saying we need a, a, a prayer vigil so that those pilots, the pilot those planes will not... Uh, them. But the only problem with that is they they use drones now, so they're spraying that crap out in the sky now. Now I want to bring up also. Um, uh, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think of it. It's Roundup. People sued. Yeah, people sued. Uh, who got um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from a Roundup, and that has. Um, oh, I can't think of it, man. It's that herbicide that I mentioned so often uh, that uh, can cause cancer. But it's also trapped in the uh, food. It's, it's a part of GMO tech that actually traps it now. Um, I can't glyphosate. Glyphosate. That's the crap. Now the FDA. The FDA claims that uh, it's in such a minute amounts that it's not harmful to the human body. But if it causes a not hospital lymphoma, it can't be a good thing. And also uh, hydrofluorouracil acid, also known as fluoride. Now Israel does not put that in their drinking water because. Uh, the mountain stream supplied naturally occurring fluoride. Naturally occurring fluoride is good for your bones and teeth. However, synthetic fluoride is caustic. If you put it on your skin, it will cause a second-degree burn. Now, I, I use toothpaste because it's a cavity fighter. That's probably because of the caustic ingredient in it. But it, we're, we're ingesting all this crap all the time. But at the same time, there's a farmer who had 40 members of, who, who were getting uh, milk, cheese, and yogurt and fresh meat and non-GMO corn from him named Amos Miller, he's being sued out of existence because of it. But because his cows ate grass and they had sun and they got fresh well water, somehow somehow that's a crime against humanity, right? So we have Big Brother breathing down our necks at all times. But I'm just, I'm just this lady had called about a, a prayer visit for a Great Awakening. Well, there's been two Great Awakenings, actually. In 1740, it was uh, Jonathan Edwards, a John Wesleyan Methodist uh, circuit preacher, and John Wesley would have made any Baptist blush with his preaching. It's not Harry Ward Methodism. That's He was a member of the Communist Party and the co-founder of the ACLU. Just get a clue about that dude. But uh, he actually, he his preaching was so profound and how Holy Spirit felt, I believe, that thousands of uh, colonial Americans got saved. The second great awakening is the, the murder of Captain William Morgan. Captain William Morgan was a part of a brotherhood a, a, of the York Rite of Freemasonry that told him, you cannot take the 16th Rite of Freemasonry. Uh, that's a uh, Royal Arch Mason. 
uh, if you testify against a brother Mason in court, even if he's committed treason or murder, he said, I can't do that. And they said, well, remember your oath so that we can, you know, we, we can have you taken care of if you don't keep your mouth shut. He didn't keep his mouth shut. He got involved with an ex-Mason um, who owned the printing press, whose printing press was burned to the ground. Um, he lived in Vermont, so he tried to escape into Canada. He was murdered by a, a, a Knights Templar who also is a member of that brotherhood, and he bragged about it. And it disgusted so many York Right Freemasons that they renounced Freemasonry and got saved. That's your second great awakening. It also led to the uh, anti-Masonic party circa 1826 with the death of William Morgan, which was unfortunately ended in 1848. So we're talking about a third great awakening would have to be spiritual in nature, I would think. And also abortion is actually a prime issue for us. We cannot make it a secondary issue or a non-issue. We can't afford that because we live in the days of opposite. What seems like it'll be, what seems like it'll be a political suicide, actually it won't be. It'll, in the end, it'll strengthen the Republican Party. That's what I had to say. Thank you. Flash, thank you. That was uh, very interesting. The Flash, I'll tell you, uh, I hear when I'm out and about about certain people, listeners, and Flash, I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, but listeners mentioned to me, and they know you by name, The Flash. Uh, I, I was overjoyed. We have a, a, a gentle lady caller and forgive me, I don't remember exactly how old she is, but she's in her 80s. And I always tell her that she sounds like she's 50. I mean, I could say 40 or 30 even. Just this remarkable vitality, resolution. I mean, just incredible. And when she said, this was, I think, last week or the week before, all of a sudden she said, yeah, you know, I heard the flash saying, and I just, I just wanted to jump out of my skin because I'm thinking it's, it's broken through. We created uh, a persona, a man known as the Flash. And in case you're wondering, what does it mean? Uh, the Flash has a tendency of really putting a lot of content out and leaving quickly. Boom. So I nicknamed him the Flash because when he's done, he's done. It's very, very quick. It's not like, hey, that's about all I have and, you know, have a great day and, you know, see you later and take good care and, you know, all this. It's it's flash. And it sticks. No doubt about it. Hey, programming note, you're unassuming, modest public servant. Today from three to six, filling in nationally for Fox News Radio, the Guy Benson Show tomorrow, ditto. 3 to 6, Guy Benson Show, Friday, noon to 3 p.m., Fox Across America. Now, what that will mean is we will be on, then we'll be live. We're here live all week, 6 to 10. Then we will be on, on Friday, noon to 3. And then back here again on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 from 10 p.m. until 12 midnight. On Friday. So that would be four plus three plus two, which equals nine. Nine hours. You might be um, you might be sick and tired of being sick and tired by then. But check us out. A lot of good stuff. I know, for example, today we have Gordon Chang, who, when it comes to China, he in my estimation, uh, quote again, Joe Biden, no hyperbole. The preeminent voice on China in America today is Gordon Chang. 
He's written a great book. Uh, tremendous knowledge about what China is up to. And look, somebody brought up, it was Flash, about farmers and stuff. You've got China right now. They have the biggest Navy in the world. While we had people like Obama and Biden depleting our Navy. They're building that Navy up for a good reason. Because there is going to be a day of reckoning at some point. And of course, China is buying all these farms and all this land here in America. We, we shouldn't allow it. We need to stop doing what no other country would do. No other country would have open borders like this. Why do we? No other country would allow a hostile foreign nation to be buying. It's not like this is this isn't Nixon and China and all rainbows and sunshine and getting along. This is a very hostile relationship. And it's it is kind of ironic, isn't it? How we were so cautioned how Trump was going to get us into World War Three and how dangerous he would be. And yet Trump, from a foreign policy standpoint, he was the BMOC. He was the big man on campus. Biden's the one that's the punk president getting rolled over by all these different people. So, again, everything you thought you knew, it's like Elon Musk. Every conspiracy theory turned out to be true, quote, unquote. Another quote that... Um, I thought was very meaningful that I saw this morning and it's a Nelson Mandela quote, but not, this is not a Biden embellishment. Mandela really said this. He talked about that. It seemed impossible until you did it. Isn't that a great, isn't that a great comment about tackling something uh, we we got something done this month that I did not think was humanly possible. And it was it was a fourth quarter situation uh, that I was working on. I'm going to leave it into script. And I had a month to go and I I just didn't see any way that it was going to happen. And it did happen. So when you think something is impossible, what do you have to lose? Take a run at it and see what happens. And just as Mandela said, it seemed impossible until you did it. We're going to come right back to your calls after the break. I hope you'll hang in. You will be the next caller at 609-407-1450 at 16 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's Number one news talk radio station, all because of you. Here is Sean Hannity. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You can't blame Russia. You can't blame Saudi Arabia. You can't blame other countries because you inherited energy independence and you abandoned the policies. And just before the election, Joe Biden doubled down on it. And he doubled down on getting rid of any coal production, which angered Joe Manchin. Manchin should be angry because that's his state's, you know, the lifeblood of the state's economy, energy. And maybe if Herschel Walker can win in Georgia, this would have a profound impact. Maybe Joe 
Manchin will switch parties. He's up for re-election. People in his state are furious with him. They liked him a lot better when he was fighting his own party. And he could be a hero. And he can also, you know, fight now for the policies that are critical to his state's economy. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Hey, do you want to improve your shooting? Of course you do. Now you're going to love Mantis X. Now they have improved my shooting dramatically. It is a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Now the Mantis X is a high-tech but simple-to-use system used extensively, by the way, by the military, and it improves your shooting quickly and will give you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. Now here's how it works. You attach the Mantis X to your firearm. You connect with an app on your smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. It gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. Now, the Mantis X is like a firearms instructor right in your pocket. And 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. And Mantis X is the best way to train at home. No driving to the range, no spending money on range fees and ammo. You're going to save a ton of money and improve your shooting. So start improving today. Just go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you. Welcome back. 19 minutes past the hour. Thank you for spending this portion of your busy day here with us on the Hurley in the Morning program. Hope things are going well. Uh, I saw someone um, on Facebook write, this is somebody I go all the way back, talking about a Ventnor boy. We go all the way back to childhood. And he wrote something fantastic. Uh, and I wish I could read it. I think I could find it. But just amazing. He wrote about how how you feel between Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to find it. I'm going to share it. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, Harry, this is an interesting morning. Um, I read today um, in the uh, daily publication that Atlantic City gives itself the 90% grade for its performance. Well, Marty Small of 20, uh, 2022. And basically what he did with it, he was supposed to do, um, you know, permanent promotions for police leadership, uh, recreation and uh, uh, tax decreases, um, staff and public works, licensing and inspections. I'm just, I'm just wondering, since Marty gives himself a 90, um, I'll hang up and listen, but what would you give a grade to Atlantic City on those? Thank you, Harry. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, simply put, he's self-graded. He's a very good, very generous self-grader. He graded himself uh, with accomplishing 90 percent of the 2022 uh, goals or whatever you want to call it, agenda. Uh, he's not, look, he's not an organized person. Uh, people think he's a clown. He's he's unserious uh, when he gives himself a 90 percentile. Give me a break. Uh, you really shouldn't be bragging about 2022. If you look at Atlantic City, and Andrea, it's a really good point that you raised. If you look at Atlantic City, anything that is successful in Atlantic City is not from his administration. 
think about his uh, anti-violence members that have been involved in alleged murders and other terrible activities, violent assaults and things like that. Uh, that program is abject failure. Is that part of the nine? Is that part of the 10 percent? Because he's giving himself a 90 percent. I guess that's part of the 10 percent. Uh, all the shootings, all the murders, uh, shutting down uh, dredgy woods, fish heads. Uh, is that all part? Is that all part? Is that all in the 10 percent? Because everything else, I mean, everything else got to be 90 percent. It's all good. If you look at the number of people that came to Atlantic City, that's casinos that are bringing people in. That's Meet AC that are bringing people in uh, at record clips. Think about what they're responsible for. Uh, The filthy streets, the terrible road conditions. I mean, I could keep going. Is that all part of the 10%? Because you've got to pack a lot into that 10% for 90% to all be happening right. So, I, Andrea, I don't know exactly what percentile grade to give. It's, it's, it's a failure for sure. But I guess if we do equity like they did in that school system where top performers in the PSAT that would qualify for National Merit Awards weren't given them because, quote, unquote, It's part of their equity program because, after all, other students would be feeling upset if they didn't get. Now, of course, you could study really hard and work to get in that top 3% in the country that get acknowledged with the National Merit Award. Or if you don't, and let's face it, there are some people that could study forever and still not get in the top 3%, but they would give themselves the best chance to do the best that they could. So, Andrea, I will say on the grade uh, failure, uh, not sure exactly what letter grade, you know, to give other than F, what percentage to give, uh, I won't get into uh, because that's just stupid when he says, oh, 90% of what we wanted to do, we did. Oh, really? Then you were not very ambitious then because it was a really bad year. If you Really, if you stack up 2022, with previous mayors and years where you want to stack up accomplishments and, and compare. I mean, Marty small is not, is nowhere near in the caliber of mayor Lorenzo Langford. Langford never did hot dog stuff. He just did the job. He worked extremely hard, uh, had very, very hostile media working against him. It's kind of ironic. There's so many things, uh, but we know why. I mean, they're, they're, uh, some of the media in this market's ready to go out of business, and so they need the they need the uh, the advertising. So Marty Small gets written about like like he is some kind of success. Everybody knows that that's a joke. That's not serious. But it's so stupid. Oh, go co- join me on my Facebook page that he blackballs all kinds of people that can't even get on it because he's got the thinnest skin on the planet. I saw all these people posting that um, he blocks them. The guy, guy, look, if you're in this business, you got to be able to take criticism. I vividly remember, and Andrea has talked about it over the years as well, uh, when we were exposing a mayor who was completely dishonest, 
and stole honor and all kinds of things. And the local media went after me. I, I remember coming and saying, I'm not stopping. I know I'm right. I know how this ends. I can't tell you the date. But I know how this is going to end. You can come attack me if you want. Then at the end, they all write the same story. Wow, isn't this something? Nobody went back and cleaned up all the lies, though, that they told. But, yes, yeah, bad, bad business. Don't, don't, don't have a terrible year. Don't bat 196 uh, with no home runs and, and three RBIs and 600 plate appearances and then come in and say you got a 90% grade. That's not going to win many fans. That's not that's not believable. People's eyes are seeing what they're seeing and their two ears are hearing what they're hearing. And it's not good. It's not good at all. And remember, Atlantic City is a strong council, weak mayor government anyhow. So the mayor is not powerful to begin with. It's just it's just the way it's set up. Mayor proposes, council disposes. Mayor proposes a budget, it becomes city council's budget. The mayor has really just all he would have to do is keep the city clean, keep the city safe, and fill the potholes. But he's busy like party Marty. I mean, think about it. Nobody seems to focus on the basics anymore. If you did those things you would be considered a success. Not the next press conference you're going to have or the next uh, show you're going to put on or any of this crazy stuff that nobody except the individual, uh, the, the narcissist you know, in chief himself is, is obsessed with. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. Not at all. We've got a minute until the bottom of the hour break. You're going to join us right after the break if you hang in there. And we do have a few open lines at 609. That's unusual. At 609-407-1450. In between your calls, I hope maybe before the end of the hour, but I'll take your calls one after the other and put this on hold. I would like to comment on Carrie Lake because that's somebody that has been, I think, really misrepresented, treated very badly. And there's a reason for that. She's she is totally attractive, utterly brilliant, amazingly fearless. And Democrats feared that this is somebody that could be on the scene for the next 20 years or more in in positions of increasing responsibility. She lost governor by 17,117 votes out of more than 2.5 million votes cast. Why shouldn't she? pursue election contest why is that always a bad thing if you're a republican but perfectly beautiful if you're a democrat i mean this 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 fool who's going to be i'm telling you get ready for katie hobbs because there's not much between those two ears this is a really bad governor elect if she lost by 17,117 votes i promise you there would be lawsuit after lawsuit, challenge of certification, all kinds of things, appeal of decisions. So I'm happy that Carrie Lake is appealing the ruling by an Arizona judge 
that dismissed her lawsuit. I'm happy about that. I don't. And again, I've said from the beginning, she's not going to win. They're not going to overturn the election. It's just not going to happen. But she should pursue all these things. The thing I want to see her do, though, is don't do anything that makes you toxic where you can't run again, because I really believe she has a fabulous future. We'll be back. Your calls continue at 609-407-1450. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We did an update. We had the initial story that we broke. And in fact, Chris Coleman just told me uh, it's weird. I read the Fox News article about it. I didn't see that we got a mention, but WPG got a mention. We did break the story first. Anyhow, the cause of death update regarding David Wigglesworth and the tragic Christmas shooting murder that took place. We did a piece on year 2022 having a sharp increase in shark act. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The warm-up continues for South Jersey today. We'll see partly sunny skies and a high temperature reaching about 48 this afternoon. That's a little bit above normal for late December. Some clouds linger through tonight, low temperature 32. Becoming mostly sunny tomorrow and staying dry, high of 53. Sun to clouds on Friday and 57. Next chance of rain will come along on Saturday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Gift the best with the best. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you very much. 35 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. We have John Walters all about reverse mortgages, so we'll turn it way down in the fourth quarter. Next hour, uh, still hanging in the balance uh we are waiting on one thing which will tip it one way or the other uh but we'll no doubt have a great eight o'clock hour coming up in about 30 minutes as well 609-407-1450 i'll tell you it's a lot nicer when it's um 30 some degrees than when the wind chill was below zero Whew. big big turnaround although it will be raining unfortunately We're going to go to 57 degrees. Think about the change. Saturday a week ago, or when we get to Saturday, Saturday a week ago on Christmas, what was it? Uh, Minus zero wind chill. And now one week later on New Year's Day, or I guess Saturday is New Year's Eve. um, And Saturday a week ago was uh, Christmas Eve. The, The holiday is on Sunday. But anyhow, the, 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 the facts remain the same. It will be 57 degrees, probably a difference of about 65 degrees or 62 degrees, something like that, in the span of seven days. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It is a great day in Brigantine. Wonderful. My, uh, my first morning constitutional in Oh, probably a week. It's just been too cold and uh, too many early morning things to do. So um, I had this quote, and maybe you've seen it. 
It's by H.L. Mencken, who said the urge to save humanity is almost always a false front for the urge to rule it. And boy, does that describe what we've been through for the past several years uh, with this COVID thing. Um, and and they use COVID to, to, to really change this country in, uh, you know, more, more change in three years than you and I have seen in the previous 50. Without a doubt. And one of the things, even when there was disagreement whether you should take the vaccine, not take the vaccine, and all the stuff that was going on, one of the things that became very apparent to me when I watched how people at the local, the county, the state and the federal level all took additional powers under an emergency, I, I quickly, Andy, and I know we had uh, a point of agreement on this uh, going back now, you know, well over two and a half years now that they're not going to want to let go of this power. You know, being a king, George Washington didn't want to be one, but they do. That it's intoxicating to them having emergency powers. And I remember saying vividly remember saying not not hyperbole like Joe Biden. Uh, I remember saying that they'll keep this going as long as they can well beyond when they should. And they will then always be in search of the next emergency so they can have more powers than the Constitution provides. Back to you. Well, the the government is never more dangerous than it is during uh, a crisis, during a time of, of an emergency, because they will claim that if you just let them run things, if you just turn over total control of your life to them, they will save you from this pending doom. Yeah. Well, go back in time. It, it really, I always believe in finding patient zero or what I call demarcation lines. I vividly remember saying that at the time of September 11th, 2001, this Patriot Act is bad news. The American people want to be safe. They want to be protected. They're going to go for it. I said, but this is bad news. I said, you know, anything can work if you have good people. You could take a bad system and good people will find a way to still make it work. The problem with the Patriot Act is when you get scoundrels like Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and people like this. Look what they were willing to do with the Patriot Act when they lied to the FISA court and submitted just absolute, and they knew it, intellectually dishonest, false information to get warrants, to be able to surveil people of their choosing. Uh, This Patriot Act is completely unconstitutional. Yeah. And, and think that the American people were willing to allow total strangers to put their hands down their pants under, under, under the guise of safety. You know, uh, uh, um, gosh, uh, uh, Franklin, Benjamin Franklin said those who would give up essential liberty for temporary security uh, deserve neither and will lose both. Now, think about the um, the people who are telling us that Rachel Levine is a woman. The people who are telling us that if a man puts on a dress and decides he's a woman, that makes him a woman. Uh, the same people who tell us 
that men can get pregnant and give birth are the very same people who thought that they needed to take over Twitter to prevent people from spreading misinformation and disinformation. The same people who told us what I just said about men being women are, are, are telling us that they're trying to protect. Us. By the way, if you if you disagreed with that, your content would be taken down. You would be initially suspended and then more suspension and ultimately deplatformed. Uh, this is how the game works. They created something, but we knew it when Trump mastered social media and won the presidency in 2016. I have the archives of this program to prove it. I said that they will never allow this to happen again. Well, Harry, they they uh, are in the process of destroying uh, an entire generation of, of children, particularly young men and boys. Um, they really... Um, uh, they they've destroyed uh, the, the dynamic between men and women. They they don't want us um, uh, to procreate or reproduce. You know the whole Chuck Schumer thing. We talked about that, but you know you you you, t- you tell us that we must follow the science. You tell us that the doctors themselves are the scientists. These are the people we must do what they say because they are the experts. But then you shut down and and destroyed and silenced the very doctors that you told us were the scientists that we needed to listen to. You tell us that that you follow the science, but then you tell us that there are 131 genders in New York City. But you but you're the same people who tell us you follow science. And and I just don't know, you know, uh, you know, liberal, conservative, left, right. At some point, doesn't common sense enter into all this? You know, uh, yeah, okay, I'm a liberal, fine, I'm a Democrat, my, my family was always, a, were always Democrats. But when someone's telling you that there are 131 different genders, and that same person tells you that they follow the science, and you know that the science is that you're either XX or XY, and you still follow these people. Right. Well, they, they, they wanted to dispatch all norms. They're, they're big time into counterculture. And, but what we do see happening, and I think it's going to continue to happen, Andy, a lot of these woke companies are finding out that they have really messed up their business models. They, they, Disney and some of these other ones. I think we're going to see a retreat from some of this stuff. I, I once thought, it was irreversible and and just baked in and nobody would ever stand up to challenge it because you'll be canceled, destroyed, lose your job. You know, you're standing in your community. I mean, it's there are a lot of threats uh, that, that go on for people that dare to be different, that dare to speak the truth. I, I saw a mom give it. You may have seen the video yourself. Give it to a school board with what they were teaching third graders about penises and vaginas and uh, clitorises, and I mean, I can't believe I'm saying these things, but they're saying them to third graders, Andy. We can't let this stuff go on. I, you know, Harry, I, I maybe I'm not quite as optimistic as you, but I do, in my heart of hearts, believe that that the pendulum 
can swing only so far in one direction. Uh, was that Isaac Newton said, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I, I have believed that the stuff they're doing to the children would be the bridge too far. Yeah, and, and notice... If you if you follow the roadmap, I think there's reason for optimism here. And I got to go in like a minute, Andy. And we told our next caller uh, that they are next right right after you. Um, here's why I think we have a fighting chance here. And it is on these education issues. When Terry McAwful lost the governorship, he had it in the bag. If he if he had gone to Disney World and didn't campaign, he could not have lost. But he decided to say that parents should have no say in what's taught to their children. And that sent parents, and particularly moms, I don't want to leave dads out because they've been also awesome in this, but I I just have fallen in love with these moms that are just ripping these school boards and telling them right to their face that we got people running against you. You're all out of here. You keep doing this stuff right now, but you're, you're out of here. We're voting all of you out. And new people are winning school board seats all over the country. That's where it starts, Andy, and it grows from there. Well, remember, Harry, uh, they told you that you had no right to decide what what your children are taught. They also told you that you had no right to decide what injection goes into your child's arm. And they're telling you that you have no right to decide whether or not your son cuts off his penis or your daughter cuts off her breast. Oh, and they also were saying that they they could go make the arrangements for your daughter to have an abortion without telling the parents. I mean, abominable things, just craziness. So parents, finally, they went too far. That's our, Andy, that's our only saving grace. If they had any discipline whatsoever, they could be in power forever. But they always go too far, and then that's that. And that's what happened here. And I think it's a contagion that's going to spread into other areas. Like, for example, at some point, enough people are going to either have their wives raped uh, and all kinds of other bad things happening from illegals that are getting led into this country by Joe Biden and shipped by plane and buses. You know, there's always a hue and cry and craziness and, and outrage. If Governor Abbott or Governor DeSantis sends a busload or three busloads of illegals to Martha's Vineyard or to the Naval Observatory, but they're doing it every day to the tune of millions. And they do it with impunity, they think. At some point, the American people are going to have enough of this stuff and they're going to be they're going to be politically toast. They're going to all lose. It's going to happen uh, because they can't help themselves. I've heard you say it. And you've heard me say it, the Democrats, the only saving grace we have, they always take it too far. Andy, have a great day. Got to run. And our next two callers, when we come back in just a few minutes, you're going to lead off and you'll be right after that. I hope you'll both hang in there. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Very FM short break. and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks so very much. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, taking your phone calls at 609-407-1450. We have an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Hey, young man. Where have you been? <laughs> uh, just busy and everything else, putting in some overtime here and there. Good. 
Uh, that's no stranger to me. Um, first of all, I uh, want to wish you, Margie, oh. everyone at the Ponderosa, a happy, safe, blessed, and most important, uh, it ranks up there with blessed, healthy New Year, because these days it's so blanking scary. Oh, it is. You know, I mean, it is, you know. But I'll tell you something. If the Republicans, if the GOP is smart for 2024, they would stop this uh, infighting and this so-called civil war, as some people say. And let me tell you something. If Bees for Brains uh, does decide to go it again, let me tell you, he, the, the GOP has a lot on them. Right now, while he's soaking up the sun and surf, they could throw that in his face and a little bit more for everything that he's done. Not just something little like this. And, and, but and Peter, but he's so managed, he's so handled, you would oh, have yeah. thought that somebody would have said, people are freezing to death right now. You being in 83 degree St. Croix, the Virgin Islands, uh, is not a good optic. I, I just, they're, they're amazing, these people. Oh, yeah. I could tell you, if my dad was around today, oh. <laughs> he would say today, it's a, we've been having spring weather all this time because when he was in Korea, he was he had to put up with, just like all the other fellas back then, uh, weather 20 to 30 below zero. Yep. So knowing my dad, he would call all this a spring day with a smile, you know. Well, if you, and I know your father um, by your discussing him, and you know mine by my doing the same, they would be absolutely beside themselves over some of the leadership that we have had over the past 20 years. I mean, from Obama to Biden, just horrifically bad presidents, so bad. I've been sending a lot of uh, military-orientated information Valid sources, of course, to lawmakers, and it seems, uh, in the words of Rhett Butler, nobody gives a damn. It's true. I'm going to jump because I want to get one more call in, and I've got one 60-second item that I have to handle right now. But I want to thank you, Peter, for a great 2022. Happy New Year to you, and let's have a great 2023 coming up before we know it. Have a blessed day. You too, my friend. Thank you. 609-407-1450, open phone line. This portion of Hurley in the Morning is brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. It is this time of year that I really, and it it really feels the same way when it's going to be really hot. And, And I love to have the opportunity to be able to recommend a company that I know that you can count on. Because me and mine do. That's who we call. Uh, I had an emergency uh, one time over the past couple of years uh, at a very, I think it was a very hot time of the year. And I did the same thing I'm asking you to do. Dial 609-568-0955. That's a dedicated line. They're going to know that I sent you, but mention if you would that Hurley in the Morning sent you. Or you can also contact them at ambientcomfortnj.com and please mention Hurley in the Morning But right now, with the cold weather here, 
if your system isn't working right, if you're hearing funny sounds, if you notice unusual cycling, your system may be over 10 years old. I was just telling Margie yesterday, I've got a 10-year-old battery in my car and it won't die. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I looked up Mercedes E350 battery. You're supposed to replace it every three to five years. They go kaput. Ten years. So guess what? Uh, the other day, and I put a Facebook post up about it. I said, hey, everybody, start your car. If you, you know, if you got home on a Friday and you just stayed in, it was really cold and you just enjoyed being home and being off. Maybe you watched movies and enjoyed family and such and you didn't leave. I didn't drive my car after I got home from doing Fox News at 6.30 p.m. last Friday. I didn't go out in my car until Tuesday morning, yesterday. But what I did on Monday, I started the car. And I was very happy because it had been three days. Started right up. I ran it for like 10 minutes, turned it off. And then Tuesday morning, yesterday, boom. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I said to Margie yesterday, I'm getting my oil changed in about 2,000 miles. Uh, I'm going to definitely replace the battery. Uh, I probably should have done it by now. But it, it's never, the lights have never burned uh, low. And when you give it the gas, they get brighter. Or there's never been any hitch in starting the car. It's, it's as, the battery is performing like it's brand new, but look, it's 10 years old. These are things you have to take a look at to be proactive so that one day you don't go out and it fails to start, in my case, at 3 o'clock in the morning. So give Ambient Comfort a call. Get them on the web, ambientcomfortnj.com, 609-568-0955, and tell them I sent you early in the morning. And get ready because I've already recorded the commercial over a week ago. Wait until you hear the news I'm going to be sharing with you starting next week. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. They have a January um, announcement that is incredible. Can't wait to share it with you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You are on the air. Boss, what is it? How are you, sir? Uh, I, as as a good friend would say, I am reasonably well. Now, actually, I'm doing very well. Thank you, Matt. Hi, uh, uh, happy New Year to you and Margie and all the kids. Same to you. They're are you uh, are you back in the? Uh, I was going to say in a certain zip code, but I'm not sure if that would be 08406 or where you would be. 08401. Uh, are you back in town or are you still away? Uh, no, I'm away. I will. <laughs> she keeps adding stuff, Harry, so I got to hang with her. Are you going to uh, be there all winter? No. Sometime after New Year, I'll be back. I don't know. <laughs> but we got multiple houses going here at the same time, so uh, you know, I got to hang in there with her. It's like my stepmom, so I, I cannot say no to her. I you understand. Know? I get it. I understand. I was going to talk to you about... I was going to talk to you about Biden uh, and him going to the islands. I mean, that's not even worth my time talking about it. So ridiculous. But give me your opinion on the season now, okay? Yeah. Giants got Indianapolis. They should beat them. Yes. Who the Eagles? Got, who the Eagles got this week? Uh, New Orleans. Uh, you'll beat them. And then okay. it's and then you know what's happening the following week. 
But yeah, we play you. Correct. And that that will probably be. I think the Eagles have already wrapped up best record in the conference and have the first round by. Obviously, wrap up the division, and I think that game will be meaningless for the Eagles, which would maybe mean that Minshew plays it all, or if Hertz doesn't play this week, which looks unlikely now, uh, he's got to play. I don't think you can sit him out a month and then say, "Hey, you get to play," you know, pl- playoff go. So that's going to be a little tricky there. I think they're going to have to play him at least a quarter or, you know, half or something. But that game, I think if the Giants, and I I agree with you, I think the Giants are going to win this week. I think the Giants have to win that game to make the playoffs. They do because the Eagles can very well beat them with Minshew. So yeah. we got to see. Oh, you it's, know big. I mean? it's, it's big. Yeah, it's a big game for the Giants. So. And, and by the way, if the Eagles somehow lose, then it's going to be a very big game for the Eagles as well. So the Giants should be rooting for the Eagles to win on New Year's Day against New Orleans at home uh, so that that game is meaningless for the Eagles uh, the following week. Right. And in the bowl games, I'm real interested in some of these bowl games this year. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good I mean, ones. Uh, to be To be continued. We're at the end of the hour. That's Matt. I'm Harry. And you can join us right now at 609-407-1450. Let's keep this going. John Walters at 9. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. Approaching six minutes past the hour, feel free to jump in at 609-407-1450. I think I have to revisit something because I remember giving Whoopi Goldberg some benefit of the doubt. She got a two-week suspension in the past, I think it was, for comments that she made that were considered anti-Semitic. There's got to be something. I don't know what it is and why it would be, but there's got to be something with Whoopi Goldberg as it relates to Jews. Her recent comments on the Holocaust, the uh, the head of the Anti-Defamation League said yesterday, calling them, quote, deeply offensive. Now, I don't know if ABC is going to do anything. I mean, they did when things were really in, in the woke state, And hopefully we will get to the point where wokeness will just be a long ago, terrible word that you never want to hear again, never have to hear or see it again, because it's got completely out of control. When I remember when on this program in an interview that we did, uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, said um, woke broke joke in like one rapid fire succession and i've used that many many times the adl head jonathan greenblatt said in a statement quote 
Whoopi Goldberg's comments about the Holocaust and race are deeply offensive and incredibly disappointing, especially given that this is not the first time she has made remarks like this. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a problem here. Anybody could slip once or, oh, my God, you just have some kind of brain dopey freeze or just something comes out and you can, oh, you almost can't believe you said it. Everybody's made mistakes. But this is now repeat conduct. Quote, in a moment when anti-Semitic incidents have surged across the United States, she should realize that making such ignorant statements can have real consequences. He added further, Germans considered themselves the master race and claimed all other non-Aryans were inferior. This is a trope we still hear echoed by white supremacists in the United States today as a result of the racial Nuremberg laws. Six million Jews, including at least 1.5 million Jewish children who were slaughtered in the Nazi gas chambers and death camps during the Holocaust, as were millions of others. Greenblatt said that Goldberg should, quote, apologize immediately for her comments and learn, quote, the true nature of anti-Semitism and how it was the driving force behind the systematic slaughter of millions. So you see. He's taking the position, and it's and it, and it is correct that this was racial. Goldberg went out of her way to say that the Holocaust wasn't originally focused on race. Why would she say that? I mean, everybody knows if you were taught anything in grade school in terms of the Nazis that they believed themselves to be the master race, and that any other was inferior of course it was it not only was it somewhat focused on race it was entirely so so there's something up with whoopi goldberg i actually sent a list of um recommended topics that we're going to do today on uh the guy benson show and this is one of the ones i sent in for the team to uh to consider when we have our our meeting after this show uh We'll be on today from 3 to 6 p.m. You can go to GuyBensonShow.com or FoxNewsRadio.com, and then you can listen uh, on any digital device. 3 to 6 p.m. today we will be up with, um, uh, I guess, same time as Sean Hannity. But uh, something is definitely up with Whoopi Goldberg about this because this is this is not the first time. And now it'll be very interesting. What is ABC going to do? She did this crap, and she got two weeks off. Does nothing happen now? Is that because we're in a game now where Democrats can do anything again? So maybe nothing happens, right? 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harry. Um, I am listening to you talk about Marty Small and all his accolades that he's uh, expounding. I... We used to have a saying that used to say, SPS, self-praise stinks. <laughs> and I wondered, and then he also said that he was disappointed that the ShopRite uh, isn't going to come to fruition. Can you tell me why it isn't? They went that far to have the groundbreaking and yeah. all. I thought it's, that it's, very, it's very simple. Uh, 
the economies of scale are such they absolutely positively know that they will be ripped off on a daily basis to the tune of so many thousands of dollars that there's no sense in being in business where you cannot profit. Uh, it's exactly what happens in other cities around the country where people are stealing. They get out on um, whatever they just released within minutes, sometimes a few hours, and then they go steal again. Uh, there's no enforcement right now. So that at one point they wanted either three quarters of a million or a million dollars uh, to be basically just put in a fund to to in in order to be able to pay for the theft that's going to be happening. It just it, it there's a reason that there hasn't been a, a food store of that size. There are still the bodegas and the the, the smaller uh, independent type stores, and they're also having. Uh, difficulties with with the people that are doing the bad the bad things so that's that's in short that's the reason it's not profitable to do business where you're going to get more stolen than you're going to put in the cash register well they better stop making the people in that city think that they're going to get a store and i mean this isn't the first time this has happened and i feel so bad for the ones that are really genuinely interested in having a place like that for them you know because they have trouble getting out of out of the city to to shop and whatever they you know at the store i don't know why anybody thought it was going to happen i saw the the shovels and i heard all the fanfare and i remember saying on air it's not going to happen it just i knew it it's just not going to happen because it, it wouldn't work the the shopping carts would be stolen uh, and then, of course, if you built some kind of pen where you put up barriers where they couldn't be taken out, then your racist or some other criticism would happen. There's just no winning. It just wasn't going to happen. And I guess it never will, huh? I don't think so. I mean, a- anything is possible and circumstances could change. But at the present time, when there's not proper enforcement and people can steal with impunity, uh, and they're out before the paperwork. The ink is dry on the paperwork. No, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Okay. By the way, would you, if you had the ability to invest somewhere where you would have these kinds of thefts and violence and vandalism and problems, would you open there or would you open somewhere where you don't have that happening? Yeah, I, I understand. I just thought that it was a, more of a given, solid thing when they did it this time. You know, well, I mean, there have been groundbreakings before and and they didn't come to fruition. It just doesn't work uh, in the present environment. It's a shame because absolutely every community deserves. Uh, you know, I will tell you, though, uh, we either have stuff delivered or we have to drive to Summers Point or further, you know, in town. If you want to go to the other uh, different big box stores, if you will, that are in Egg Harbor Township or over towards uh uh, Sam's or Walmart or any of those, uh, you know, pe- we're in a in an environment where people do have to travel. But I understand you're talking about socioeconomic realities and transportation issues and things like that. And it's a shame. It really right. is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, thanks for the time and the conversation. Yep. Good to talk to you. Thank you. 609-407-1450. When we come back, you will join us next and you'll be right after that. Hang in there. Uh, We're going to do nothing but take your calls. And then in today's nine o'clock hour, John Walters, all about 
reverse mortgages. That's coming up. And I'll tell you a little bit about John right now. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And just like that, we are back. It is 17, almost 18 minutes past the hour. I was just looking at something right before the break ended. Uh, The new mayor was going to light up the iconic Hollywood sign uh, but that plan has been scrapped. Y- you got to look at things. You you literally have neighborhoods decaying, violence at levels never before seen, all kinds of, of issues, institutional otherwise, uh, the basics not being taken care of, people fleeing your cities and your states. And it's really something that I'm telling you, they better grapple with it. These major cities, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, Seattle. You could go on and on. They they were once great. They're 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 unlivable now. That's what this this whole hate the police and defund the police and all this that went on in that that beautiful summer of love. Look what it's done. I don't know. We're, go- we're going to Linda right now, who once said to me, uh, because I used to talk about the fact that we've either tipped or we're tipping. I don't know. I don't think there's uh, any doubt uh, where that stands now. We tipped. I-, I think you'd have to be just pretending that we haven't tipped in so many different areas. I mean, look at the school stuff. I don't even, I don't even want to say some of these words that they're telling to third graders right now about sex and body parts. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's going on. And then, of course, the, the still lack of respect for police officers. Who knows? Uh, I don't. End of days? Sure seems like it. Linda, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And what you're saying is um, true. I mean, it's literally demonic. Do you realize that two-thirds of Jesus' ministry was casting out demons? Do you think they're not still here? Oh, no, they're here, and they never take a day off. That's why around times like this, where I was mentioning earlier, a friend of mine wrote something pretty interesting about the time between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, where sometimes people feel a little bit off, nothing seems normal, you don't know what day it is, it just seems just like you can be off your game because it's it's just a different mode uh, you know, of operation going on. The bad guys never take a day off. So find a, a church where uh, God's word still works, where believers can lay hands on the sick, and these demons can still be cast down. So anyway. Yeah, but remember, though, I mean, even people that are supposedly, you know, su- supposed to be responsible during the pandemic, churches were shut down, but bars and liquor stores and, and marijuana dispensaries. I mean, you name you name the, the situation. They're all open. So everything <laughs> was backwards. Everything. I first, yeah, yeah. Slavery was a terrible thing. We inherited it from England. 
and uh, the Republicans got rid of it. We uh, had a um, rev- revolution, revolutionary war. Then we had a civil war, mm-hmm. and um, so it true. It didn't happen exactly overnight, but it happened. And um, Abraham Lincoln did it, and Americans gave up a lot of lives for it. And we had to tolerate. A, you know, you still had to tolerate a little bit with the South. And so it didn't come as fresh and as as intact as um, being liberated should have. But nonetheless, it came. For crying out loud, Abraham Lincoln had to tolerate a Democrat vice president. Yeah, terrible. So it wasn't. Yeah. And and as bad as that was, and and that and that that was really bad. Slavery is a horrible thing. The Jewish people, they actually he actually wanted to exterminate the Jewish race. He wanted them gone. And that's why Whoopi Goldberg is just beyond just outrageous for the comments she made that it was not about race. She's just she I think she has a problem and it's now demonstrated over multiple incidents. She has a problem with the Jewish race. She really does. I don't know how anybody can deny that. Well, Karen Johnson or Karen Thompson, I'm not sure what her name was, she becomes Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, well. What was that about? She liked the name, right? Yes, uh, she picked it. I mean, (laughs) made her a lot of money, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. A a cute name. She worked hard. She's she's talented. And she was talented. And uh, but I, I I'm not getting this. I mean, and we liked working with Billy Crystal, didn't didn't her? And and who's what's his name? He died. Uh, he's committed suicide. Very funny comedian. Robin Williams. If you like that kind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were weren't they like triplets? I mean, they all they, all the all the specials, all the shows, the three of them worked together. You know. Now we realize there's a problem with the juice. What did she say? Uh, she basically said that the Holocaust did not have anything to do with race it did not start about race now of course it had everything to do with race because the the aryan race considered themselves to be the superior uh only race that that mattered and and so of course it was it was all about race so why and the adl is crushing Whoopi right now crushing her and they should be and when, and maybe we were even talking a little bit about when you bring up that Aryan race. That's right. I'm, it's bringing me back to Andy. Andy's been, he's 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 a great caller. Yeah, very very interesting man. Yep. And uh, I not, mean, not not afraid to they, say things that a lot of people no. wouldn't say. No, I admire that. Yeah. And um, so now we're trying to create our own kind of people nowadays, right? With uh, well, listen German to this comment and see if there's a problem here. Because this is really weird. But Whoopi Goldberg said that the Holocaust wasn't originally focused on race. Quote, remember who they were killing first. They were not killing racial. They were killing physical. They were killing mm-hmm. people they considered to be mentally defective. And then they made this decision. No, it wasn't that at all. It was it was purely race. Uh, and they said it. I mean, she's so ignorant or she's anti-Semitic. One or the other. I thought I heard. I, I thought I heard a phrase like you just said that. I mean, they actually identified it as a Jewish race. Yes. And um, 
But this is and, crazy. And, and the Germans, uh, the Nazis, refer to the Aryan race and that they were the, quote, master race. I can read these things from history and that non-Aryans were inferior. It was always and only about race. Now, with the African-American, I don't know if, you're, if, you, if, if, if you want to be called black, African-American. I don't know. But whatever it is, I'm sure however I say it, I'm probably saying it the wrong way. Well, I think, I think African-American is preferred, uh, but, but black is not frowned upon, I believe. So what about what about the sleep? Where 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 is the the, the 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 noise and the thunder? My husband's right. I love this story because he feels he's so mad at the press for not for not bringing out the fact that uh, um, that there were only ten thousand jobs created in that right. run up after right. the two quarters. And 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 they're saying no, it was a million jobs, and and that, that influenced the election. But that's what they do influence elections. But um, with uh, I got. I really wanted to make a really good point too. Uh, oh, don't come! No pressure, caller. No pressure. <laughs> I forgot it. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's gone. I, I do it all the <laughs> time. Thanks for listening. Pleasure, Linda. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. An open phone line. I have a little teaser that I'm going to share. Maybe after the bottom of the hour break, it involves Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Possibly. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm sorry to double dip, Harry, but um, I'm going to echo some of what Linda and you were talking about. But, um, yeah, we'll be your Karen. Um, I do remember when Ted Danson and her were dating and they were up on stage. And I think Ted did the white face, black face, and she did the black face, white face on stage. But, um, you know, many of the big Mahomes. By, by the way, they dated, but were they were married, weren't they? Uh, who knows and who cares? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying because it's uh, you know it's yeah. one thing you dated somebody, yeah. but I believe they were married. I right. think. Anyhow, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Well, well, many of the big mahaths in Hollywood are Jewish. Uh, one bad one, Weinstein, but also in casting. And when casting, she always got great A movies. You know why? Because she's a great actress. You got to give her that. All her movies are very, very funny, but not so funny if she actually read what Israel has done uh, since you know uh, they let's uh, who they rescued uh, Ethiopians, uh, the red the Radon and Tebi, and that was Renee Nahu's brother was killed to help black people of those countries escape hunger, slavery, sickness, freedom of religion. Okay, they're allowed to live in Israel and do whatever they want. The Jews also helped establish the NAACP because they didn't want people or to live in bondage, or uh, and, and the big word they they didn't want people, black people, to be gaslighted. Okay, so I wish Whoopi would you know read you know other than just be a great actress and an ass clown on her show. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I have to share. Thank, Thank you. you okay. 609-407-1450. You can be next right after the break. I did look things up. Uh, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were planning to get married. They did not get married. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, but Danson ended the relationship with Whoopi Goldberg. They were never married. 
Whoopi Goldberg, I did look up. She was married three times. She was married to someone by the name of Lyle Tracton, someone by the name of, and that was 1994 to 1995. Uh, she was married to someone, I've never heard of any of these people, uh, named David Clayson, C-L-A-E-S-S-E-N, strange name, Clayson or Cleason. Uh, that was 1986 to 1988. And then she was married to Alvin Martin, 1973 to 1979. Interesting to note, and I just pointed out, Whoopi Goldberg has been married to three people, uh, each of the three white men. And then she was dating Ted Danson, uh, a white male. So obviously her taste in men uh, is white men. Uh, I don't know what. I haven't heard anything about Whoopi and her personal life in many, many years, and probably because uh, I I don't care. Uh, I went from thinking she was a great actress that I enjoyed, especially in the movie Ghost, terrific, Oda Mae Brown, phenomenal, Academy Award winning, actually, uh, to this hideous version uh, of, of a presenter of just horrible commentary uh, that she turned into. Uh, so no to the answer uh, were Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg ever married. 31 minutes past the hour. You can jump in at 609-407-1450 right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley. 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Cause of death update from the Atlanta County Prosecutor regarding David Wigglesworth and the murder of, of David on Christmas. Uh, the year 2022 saw a significant increase in shark activity in Atlantic City, in Toms River, in New Jersey in general. And also we put together a list of some of the finest crab cakes in the Atlantic City area. Yum. On the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The next three days feature warming temperatures and dry weather. Good stuff. It is chilly this morning, but we'll see a high of 48 today under partly sunny skies. A nice late December day, I do believe. Some clouds tonight, low around 32, becoming mostly sunny tomorrow. And staying dry, high of 53. Friday, even warmer, high of 57 degrees. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Gift the best with the best. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 35 minutes past the hour. Loving this open forum at 609-407-1450. Hope you'll check in if you have a moment. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hello to um, you. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. <clears throat> Listen, I've listened to you guys for at least almost five years now. You have a lot of brains. You know what you're doing. You know what, what's going on in Washington. The group, you've got, you've got to get uh, several of the other announcers on this program. Go down to Washington and talk to the Republican Party. And smarten them up. <laughs> hey, listen, I talk. I talk to a number of them myself. 
Uh, and I agree. I, I think that in many respects, Republicans are getting played by the Democrats, even when they win. It's like the Democrats still act like they won. Democrats actually think they're going to control who the next speaker will be. There's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. You're right about that. You've got to tell them. You've got I to d- go down there. You and the other guys. I'm not, there's several other real great guys on this station. You've got to bring them down there and talk to them. They, they don't have common sense. They, you, you guys, should, this station should be required listening for the Republican Party. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, They have an opportunity here to show that they could turn America back to the country that we're supposed to be. Not any of this scary stuff where Democrats say Republicans want to go back to Jim Crow 2.0 and all these lies that they tell. The Democrats are the party of the KKK. I mean, it's amazing what they these lies they try to spin. But Republicans have to pass. Let me just say one thing real quick for your comment. Republicans have to pass legislation that the American people want that unfortunately will not ultimately pass the Senate and get to the president who would veto it anyhow, uh, because the, the Senate is going to block everything that the House does. But going into that 2024 election, 35 Senate seats are up. Democrats are defending two thirds of them. Republicans must take the Senate back, must take the White House back and keep the uh, and keep the House. That's got to be this has to be a two year mission and focus on saving this country. I agree with you 100 percent. But you, you, you've got to let these poor youngsters or, or whoever they are that are in the Republican <laughs> Party, that you've got to tell them, you've got to teach them. Well, well, remember, you got to be coachable and a lot of them are not that, you know, they're very proud of themselves and drunk with power. And uh, some of them don't mind being in the minority. They they actually just love having the job. So there's just a lot of moving parts here right now. A lot of them are not coachable. You could go talk to them and, and say, look, do you, you, you realize you look like knuckleheads. You're fighting with each other. You're not getting anything done. And the American people are watching. Uh, they they don't get it. Some of them don't get it. Some of them do. There's some good ones. Well, you got to you got to give them a shot. Yeah. You got to take get Levin and a couple of other guys. Well, I'll tell you, I I am interviewing Jeff Andrew today, who's one of the great ones. Uh, today at four thirty five, when I fill in nationally today for Fox News Radio, uh, we're going to be talking to him about a lot of important issues. He's one of the good guys that gets it. We need more like him. Yes, and, and uh, even if they are, they are don't be, they won't, and they won't listen to you. You got to talk to them anyway, and and let them hear the words. They've got to hear the words. They they don't have some of them. I don't think have any idea whatsoever what the heck they're being, what's happening to them. I really don't think so. Well, I think you're right. Uh, I think because, you're right about I, that. Some of them do, and and unfortunately, a number of them are pretty clueless. Oh boy, I know. Oh, well, have a good day. You too. I'm glad you called. Have a great day, too. 609-407-1450. Bridgette, you are on deck. You are on the air right now. Good morning. Breaching protocol. It's the flash. The flash. Yeah, by secular, def- <laughs> by secular definition, there's three races of mankind. There's Mongoloid, which is Asiatic, and there's a Spanish word for black, which I can't use because it's polit- politically incorrect. That's African people. And there's also a Caucasoid. 
Now, Jewish people are Caucasian by definition. But see, she doesn't, she, Whoopi Goldberg would not agree with the uh, secular um, understanding of race because people of the subcontinent of India who have brown skin, but they're bone build because bone, it's race, race is determined by bone build first and then skin color second. They would also be considered Caucasian. By the way, nobody nobody even knows about the first. Uh, they only know the second. If you told somebody that that race is determined by bone density, uh, no b- people would be like, "Huh? What? What are you talking about?" Uh, people only recognize, and it's it's a shame. Our politics right now is very geared towards dividing everyone by race by every possible way that you can it's really it's so unnecessary but it's all part of their plan to keep power they have to divide the american people yeah well the national socialists did not use an afrocentric uh, viewpoint on race they used an aryan viewpoint on race they believed that just to be a human not to be an ubermensch you had to be nordic or aryan you know to be a human being and slavic people slavic gentiles and jewish people were on the hit list and, yeah, it would have been a nightmare world if the Nazis had won. Oh. So the woman's just a plain ignorant. It's nice for letting me call in. All right, Flash. There's no question about that. Let's get the last break in. When we come back, more of your phone calls at 609-407-1450. Bonus open forum on the Hurley in the Morning program. There was a question I was going to throw out on the table, but we've had such a gold rush of calls. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get your take. And maybe we can do a test drive here because we're going to be covering this uh, in detail later today uh, between 3 to 6 p.m. when we fill in nationally for Fox News Radio. Guest hosting today, The Guy Benson Show, today and tomorrow, and then Fox Across America on Friday from noon to 3. The double standard on steroids times infinity of this hyper, unbelievable, exhaustive, out-of-breath, suffocating, uh, going after Congressman-elect George Santos of New York's 3rd Congressional District – there's no question. I said it from the beginning. Resume embellishment. This was this was known during the race. The voters knew about it. I'm not defending him. It's bad. But if he's got to go, then doesn't Joe Biden have to go? I don't have time to do my monologue again. I read about 20 things that Joe Biden has lied about blatantly or embellished including the same kind of stuff, resume, embellishment, crazy stuff. But he, what, he gets to stay and the Democrat media go because they know that you knock out a Republican, you're bringing the Democrats so close again to being in the majority. And remember, no election is correct unless Democrats win. They always want to deny the election result or overturn the election result. Then they trash you if you're in a close race like Carrie Lake, 14,000 votes out of uh, uh, 17,000 votes out of 2.5 million. Yeah, I'd want to see if there's tabular errors and and look at what happened in Maricopa County and some of these things that went on with ink cartridges. Imagine not having new ink cartridges on election day. I mean, it's just, you know, I would want all that looked into. Back in a moment with your call, 609 
407-1450. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 47 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's for Jeff from Point Pleasant. How are you? It's, well, not so chilly morning, a lovely morning. Yeah, thankfully for that. Uh, very well, and thank you for asking. Good, good. And I want to wish you and your family a feliz año nuevo, which is Happy New Year in Spanish. I like that. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to 2023. Uh, I'll tell you, Harry, you know, I'm planning my exodus out of Jersey. Um, I'm going to be, I just purchased a tobacco farm down in, um, down south. Wow. And, uh, I, I, I want to get out. I want to get out of this, uh, blue state. Um, sick of the politics, you know, the Democrats, they're in charge even when they don't win. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the Republicans are just weak, feckless, and cowards. Uh, and they're going to, unfortunately, uh, probably, I hope not, but cost the 2024 election if they don't pull together. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, and you got to get that independent voter, and that's going to be tough. Because, like I said, we're looking at what's going on, and um, it's, it's at this point, it is what it is, and you just have to accept it. Um, there's really nothing you can do except go out there and vote when it's time to vote. And hopefully the numbers are on the right side um, and not on the wrong side. But what they can do, though, is even with a small majority, the things that everyone agrees on, they can try to right this country. Now, they're not going to get there, but they should pass popular things with the American people that the Senate won't take up or that the Senate will vote down and then make this a two-year run-up to – what do you want, American people? Look what we voted on. If we had the House or the Senate, rather, we would have been able to do all of this. We would have sent it to the president who would have vetoed it all. You got I, I, they just Republicans have to do better in terms of messaging. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And unfortunately, they've never been good at messaging. Uh, well, they, they, I, I'll disagree with that. Reagan was very good with messaging, and he had a landslide victory, a 49-state victory, uh, and he smoked an incumbent uh, president out of office in a landslide that was over before 11 o'clock at night Eastern Standard Time, uh, before California even reported uh, Jimmy Carter had conceded. And Newt Gingrich was very, very good with messaging with the contract with America. Republicans can do it. They need the right leadership in order to be able to recreate that magic. Harry, I don't disagree with everything you just said. Different time, different country. Yeah, yeah. This is the time now where That's this true. has to happen. And what I'm, te- what my perspective from what I see with the cowardness, the, the weakness, the, the the backstabbing, it's just, it's how do you get through all of that nonsense? Well, look, look, the Republicans are going to be embarrassed on January 3rd because the margins are so close and you have five members that will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. So he's going to get nominated. He might come up short. Then the Democrat media gets to go absolutely just um, bananas 
over the fact that for the first time in more than 100 years, the, the selection of a speaker is going to a second ballot. They're going to go crazy over this. I think there's a very good chance that Steve Scalise could wind up being the speaker. And, you know, that's another perfect example of the Republicans who do not stick together. Look at the Democrats. When they win, they win, and when they lose, they win. Yeah. And no matter what, they stick together. Their message is the same. They get up in the morning, they call each other up, they have the news in their pocket, and they say, this is the narrative today, this is the messaging today, and guess what? Nobody... Think about it. I'll give you one example that perfectly fits what you're saying, and it's the position of this program as well. We've said it many times over the years. Stacey Abrams got beat by a wide margin. The media made it look like it was some razor-close thing that could have gone either way simply because she refused to concede and say that the election was stolen. They made her a presidential timber candidate having lost. This is what they're capable of. Exactly, exactly. Now, what if Republicans can be together like that? Like Carrie Lake, do you think the the, the Democrat media is promoting her as this um, incredibly fearless woman, smart, fiery, uh, they make her like she's some kind of pariah. I, I think they've got control of the messaging. Yeah, very They're much. Together. Very That's much. The narrative. Yeah. And it's sad. It is yeah. what it is, you know? So it not lost on me. You're getting out of here and you bought a tobacco farm down south. Is that is that akin to you're going to run a tobacco farm? That's what you're going to do? No, I don't know what I'm going to do quite yet. Okay. I'm going to be transitioning okay. over uh, down south. And when I get there, I'll kind of decide. But actually, I close on the property next week. It's been a dream come true. It's just something that I've been wanting to do for years. And and Jersey just made it so much easier for me to do it now. Well, I love my state, hate the politics, so I'm hanging tight. But I'll tell you, it's always very tempting to take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that many have in um, in valuation in your home here in, in the northeast part of the country where the politics is terrible. And you can take that money down south and it goes very far. Yeah, I'm not. But I didn't have to sell my home. I'm still in Jersey. It's a transition. So I'm not uh, I have not. So I'm still Point Pleasant. It's no, no, no. Be- I know you are. But what I'm saying is it was a general comment that many people who are leaving California or New Jersey and, and states like these for Texas, for um, less for Georgia, but for a while it was even Georgia uh, and South Carolina and Florida and so on, uh, they are able to do that. Yeah, your money definitely goes much further once you leave Jersey. <laughs> it's just that simple. A friend of mine owns in South Carolina they pay a certain amount in taxes because they're still a New Jersey resident. If they were South Carolina residents, their taxes would be, I think, like under a thousand dollars a year. Property taxes. Yes, that, absolutely. And you know what? Right now, my property taxes out there with this old tobacco farm, a little over a thousand dollars. Okay, you're gonna right. You're gonna see the blue states are gonna get bluer. And the red states are going to get redder. Uh, And unfortunately, in some cases, people are also going to leave blue states and then infect red states and vote Democrat. That also happens. Of course. They left because it was so horrible 
the politics that they had to leave, but they go somewhere else that's good and they vote the same bad way. Yes, yes. But I'll tell you something, the area that I'm going to be in, I love. I As I drove through all these different farms, let's go Brandon, let's go Brandon, yeah. and other explicit words. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very happy to see that. Oh, yeah. If you want to get out of the woke craziness, there are parts of this country that are absolutely so compatible where people are so happy uh, and it is making people leave. It's a shame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's your journey. Whatever your journey is, when the time comes, you just have to be able to be courageous and move forward and not be and not worry about these things. Because at the end of the day, what's written is written. What's done is done. What's going to be is going to be. Are you going to ultimately sell your New Jersey property or are you going to keep it? No, I'm going to eventually sell it. Yeah. Um, down the road, definitely, I'm definitely going to sell it. I'm not going to have two residences. Yeah. Uh, I'm just starting the transition now while I'm young, strong. When <laughs> when, uh, just, when do you, you plan know, on moving? Uh, probably over the next couple of years. Okay. I'm going to transition over there because it's going to be a it's going to be a big change, but it's in my blood. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, as as being a Puerto Rican, my family, uh, we 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 have the tip of a rainforest in a uh, a, a area in Puerto Rico called Aguas Buenas. Uh, my family are farmers, so I have an oasis. I have a micro farm where I live in Point Pleasant. So this is just really going to allow me to uh, do what what my blood is able to do because there's things I do nobody ever taught me and I know it's just something that uh, I've learned uh, from my ancestors, believe it or not there's just things, uh, like I said even in my micro farm I have uh, banana trees I have platano trees I, it, it, I have an oasis Nice. and I'm going to do the same thing in Georgia Well, congratulations on um, your success and your ability to do this and to have choice it's very empowering it is, Harry, and I really i am very grateful for it and uh, appreciative, and I take nothing for granted. I take one day at a time, and I try to be the best and kindest person I can be and help anybody out along the way. Well, that's how you were able to do it and, and be successful. Congratulations. Bridget. let me get in one more call. We'll talk again soon. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, no is a happy new year. And uh, moving forward uh, with Flash Gordon's speed, <laughs> moving, really moving. I like that. And uh, I just want to say uh, to Mr. Flash, he was uh, speaking of various uh, races of people. And I want to make this very clear. It's not a question or any of that. It's a fact. I don't know if many of you remember when they went to Africa, when they had that heat, figuring out picking that cotton. Now, the important thing about this war, penal gland, P-E-N-L, penal gland. The darker you are, the uh, larger the penal gland. It's right up front. You know when people always come out, they're going to shoot you right between the eyes. That's where the penal gland is. And it you have to have more sunshine, more melatonin. I have to take uh, uh, melatonin appeals now, like, like of uh, sunshine. And it affects those darker of color. And I want to make that that very clear. They don't even teach that in the schools in the West. They say, well, it's not really important. It does. 
Because if you look where President Biden is, down there in that sunshine, he's uh. getting that sunshine, that penal gland. And I'm talking about, you're talking about a whole different. And Harry, I want to tell you, somebody's coming up, and somebody in the late 50s now, just about 60. I guess I'm about 14 years old. And uh, we have our family, a lot of mixed race, white and black, in India. And my cousin named Charlie George, he's tall, he's slim. And then in the 50s, people were plowing horses and mules then. They had little small farms. And uh, my father had the truck going from out of the country into Selma, people shopping. And uh, we stopped there. And I looked, I was about 14. And he's laying on the push. They had kept telling him, stop working through the 12, 1 o'clock time. Harry's light skin. And I seen him die. My my uh, Uncle George. And i never forget that about 14. So I want to say to people. Willie, to be continued, I've got to go. We're at the end of the hour. John Walters is going to join us next. The story I didn't get to share is don't be surprised if next football season, Sean Payton returns as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints and his starting quarterback will be Tom Brady. Remember where you heard it. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome. We'll steal this extra minute. It's only five minutes past the hour. Let's make it count. John Walters is here. He'll be talking all about reverse mortgages coming up in just a moment. Let me introduce you briefly to John, who is the official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. John has been providing strategic options to help improve retirement outcomes for more than 17 years. When you work with John Walters, there is no obligation whatsoever. All you need to do, and if I've inspired you to call John, please take a moment to tell him that. Call John Walters at 609-231-4924. That's 609-231-4924. 4924 to review your many options. John Walters is a certified reverse mortgage professional. There are only about 200 such in America today. Working with John Walters, you can stay in your home, pay off your existing mortgage, making it possible to have no monthly mortgage payments for the rest of your life. That alone is unbelievable. But on top of that, John can help you establish a credit line for anything you want, vacation planning, emergencies, whatever it might be, monthly payments, lump sum distribution, or a combination of all the above. And these are non-taxable events. Uh, to find out more about what a reverse mortgage really is, Call John Walters at 609-231-4924. Tell John that I sent you early in the morning. We say belated Merry Christmas and almost Happy New Year, John. Yes, good morning. Hey, hey. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Well, good. Good. Well, yeah. As you know, we uh, got together a little bit before Christmas. And how did Christmas go for the early family? Well, it went beautiful. We we have taken taken ownership of Christmas Eve. So our adult children, our one grandson, Noah, we're all together. 
uh, usually my sister, but my sister was away this year. And we have an amazing Christmas Eve, a beautiful dinner. It's sort of like two Christmases because we exchange gifts. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Christmas Eve, we did have an oak tree fall on our vinyl fence. That was not not a fun event, but in the scheme of things, small potatoes. Uh, everything was great. How about you, John? We uh, actually, it was excellent, and probably one of the the great things that happened was that my wife and I did something called a secret Santa that we got the grandkids involved in. And one of your radio listeners, as a matter of fact, was the was the recipient of this, where we actually gifted twelve consecutive days and secretly put it on her porch, and she had no idea who it was. And she has some uh, medical challenges that she's going through. We thought it would be a great idea, and it turned out to be a great experience for us, for the family, and as a matter of fact, uh, all the way around. So, Hey, John, that is such a beautiful thing to do. That is a great idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going to copy that uh, in the future. What a beautiful thing to do. So every day for 12 consecutive days, they had a nice surprise. Uh, a secret surprise put on their porch, had no idea who it was. There was a, uh, a letter. My wife put together this poem and letter that this was going to occur over the next 12 days. And as a matter of fact, this is the fifth time that we've done it. One time the family got so involved because they wanted to know who it was. They put cameras outside the house to try to catch us giving the gifts to them, or actually it was to the, That's they, funny. she was That's uh, funny. going through cancer at the time. Yeah, but it was extremely funny. But so Christmas uh, all the way around was pretty good. Uh, my son happens to be recovering from um, surgery, but uh, uh, we're going through a few things, but everything seems to be good and we're looking out for a great new year. Oh, that's wonderful, John. Now, I know you promised last week that you had something important that you wanted to share with your listeners. Let me give you the opportunity right now to share it. Why, thank you. And I have to tell you, Harry, you're partly responsible for it without knowing it. Oh, boy. Uh, I've been offered an opportunity to expand my role in the reverse mortgage deal, and I'll be with a new lender uh, starting the new year. Um uh, in reference to what I'm doing and being that I've been involved with reverse mortgage for 17 years and be able to expand my role. Uh, it could be a training position, uh, things that I can do, especially now with technology and Microsoft teams, there's a lot of things that are going on. Um, so I'm very happy about that. And I think it'll be good for the show because other things will be, uh, added to it from a, from a teaching standpoint, as far as an educational standpoint. So that's what I wanted to share. I think it's exciting. So we'll see what happens. Oh, I, lo- I love that. And and you're perfect for it because everything that you touch is better than before you touched it in, in your, your professional life. I can attest to that because I've seen it. I see how you work with people. Uh, so you in, in an enhanced role, an expanded role, uh, more John Walters is always a good thing. So could not be more happy for you, my friend. And uh, here's to a, we're going to close out because this is our last episode of this year. We're going to close out strong. I know John has a lot of content that you're going to share this hour, John. But let's also um, look forward to a very, very important 2023. That's that's crazy. That's only a couple of days away, John. 
not not too far away. No. So what we're going to do for the last show uh, before the new year, and you talk and and, and actually you're a big impetus because uh, I'm so involved with the reverse mortgage that it's great to get some insight from the outside. And what I mean by that is is that one of the things that you always stress, and you're absolutely correct about getting a reverse mortgage before you need one. So I got I got a little quiz thing I'm going to throw at you. And what I'd like you to do, Harry, uh, and then I'll, I'll share what, what these words mean. But I'm going to throw some words at you. If you could give me a word or sentence that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. How about the word plan? Plan in a, in a short sentence would be um, take action now to prepare for later. How about prepare? Which will follow off what I just said. Uh, enact your action plan uh, so that next steps would put you in a position where you are preparing for the future. Leverage. Uh, leverage would be taking full advantage of your lifetime investment in your home and make it go to work for you. Okay. So actually, I have a bunch of them but, uh, of words that we're talking about. But, but Harry, you're exactly correct. What we're talking about here is with the reverse mortgage, all these words play a part. Putting a plan together, preparing for retirement if you're not retired yet. We're going to be talking about leverage of how to use something to actually strengthen strengthen your retirement or whatever uh, financial position that you have to be in. Uh, strategic use. One of the key words they always use with reverse mortgages is strategic use. Uh, I had a, a strategic use that the borrower, the homeowner, understands of why to use or 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 how to incorporate it into their lifestyle or plan. I, I just uh, wanted to share with you that I had a closing yesterday, um, and um, I've been working with this homeowner for about six months now, but it turns out she's 67 years old, and she has a home that's free and clear, and she had called me, and the discussion happened to be that she said to me, she has a retirement, she has social security, she's not, she's actually in a very good position. Uh, but the thing is, she would like to have a safety net. She would like to have the ability, if she wants to do something, to have the cash to do it. So our discussion happened to be the line of credit. And to give you an idea, and I'm just throwing some numbers out there. Uh, if a home is worth four hundred thousand dollars, let's say she would qualify for about two hundred thousand. And what I mean by that is having a line of credit that's sitting there, and she's not asking for any funds. She's not requesting anything at the moment. But during our conversation, it happened to be she said, "You know, there's things that I, you know, being that I got involved with this uh, reverse mortgage." And over the time that we've been talking together, she goes, I've come up with a lot of great things that I want to do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to Reykjavik. I'm going to be going to Iceland uh, in January. And this came about because of thinking about the line of credit. And she doesn't even need the reverse mortgage to go on this vacation. But uh, what, what I thought was great about it was, was that 
here she is looking at this program of how it can give her things that that she didn't think that she could possibly do. It gives her a safety net. It gives her the ability if she has a financial emergency, heating system, the roof, whatever it may be, the car. If there's a large expenditure, she has the ability to access funds without having to pay it back at that time. So uh, I just thought, being that this happened yesterday, Harry, I just think it's a great, great way of looking at this program of when we talk about plan, we talk about prepare, this program does all those things. Well, there's your perfect there's your perfect case study in doing the reverse mortgage before you need it. She is positioned beautifully, John. Yes. And and you hit the word is positioning yourself. And with this program uh, of, of doing it before you actually need it uh, is, is, is preparation. Is so when I say preparation, I'm, I'm not make, trying to make this work as far as the thought process is concerned. But when you are of retirement age, and we're all of retirement age, or most of, most of the listening audience, I would say, is that we think about these things. We think about the unexpected. What happens, you know, I don't have enough money if something happens. What's important to me is to try to share with people that this particular program uh, addresses so many different needs and options and features. And if you notice, we're not talking about somebody that doesn't have any money. Yes, it can address that. It can address people that that maybe they don't have a lot of means. Or we have people that are middle income but are looking to access funds because they might want to do things. I, I, another great example of, um, of using this particular program uh, I did a loan about five years ago for a couple, and their idea of using the reverse mortgage is that they always said they want to take a trip every year together. Hey, John, do me a big favor. Hold it on the trip. we got to come right back. Uh, I'm having such a good time with you that we're running a little bit late, but we'll catch up right now. He is John Walters. He's talking all about reverse mortgages, and I'm telling you, just trust me on this. Uh, John is wonderful to work with. If you just want to find out what things are about, you'll you'll have no obligation, no pressure. You're going to know in your conversation and in all the um, fact-finding, if you will, exactly what, if this is right in your particular situation. It's going to be self-evident, I promise you. 609-231-4924. Call John. That's John Walters. 609 231 4924 and tell him I sent you. My name is early in the morning. WPG talk radio 95.5 and on the WPG talk radio app. It's early in the morning. Anytime, anywhere on the WPG talk radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. 23 minutes past the hour. You're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. All because of you, uh, only because of you. And we thank you for it. We're visiting with John Walters. He talks with us twice monthly uh, on these particular Wednesdays. Uh, and I know today probably feels more like Tuesday, uh, but it's Wednesday. 
John is on the second and the fourth Wednesday every month talking all about reverse mortgages, which really is so important whether you're at or nearing age 62. John Walters is somebody that you should take a little bit of time and get to know just so that you can sit down and review your different strategic options. It can really um, change your life. It's, it sounds over the top, but it really isn't. John, right before the break, you were about to say, I think it was something about uh, vacation maybe or something, but time is yours. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah I, was sharing, I was sharing a story about a husband and wife that did a loan about five years ago for them. And they, uh, in speaking with them about what they wanted to do was, they said they had planned on using the reverse mortgage is to use funds once a year to take a vacation. Yeah. Uh, again, they're not needs-based borrowers. Uh, the aspect is my home is an asset. I can tap into that asset. I can get, I can use some funds out of the, out of the home. Yeah and enjoy it while I'm living in the home, and I don't have to pay for it until a later point in yeah. time. John, quick follow-up for your response. This program, because of the various people that we do business with, we talk all the time, whether it's my good friend Mayor Kane, uh, Auto Plaza, we talk about need buyers and want buyers. You have both, don't you? Yes. Uh, it, it, it covers the spectrum, and... and, and in your introduction, you kind of talk about it as far as uh, that I'm easy to deal with. And what I, what I try to do is I ask questions. I'm trying to find out and open them up because most people don't understand that this particular product has so many different moving pieces to it that addresses so many different things, no matter what your economic level is. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you can take somebody that is a high net worth uh, borrower and talking to a high net worth borrower could be somebody that says, you know, I'd like to do, you know, have a high price home. I need to get access to two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. And the reason I want to do the reverse mortgage is my business, I have to access funds at a certain point in time. And it may not be an advantage for me to cash in what, Sets I do have at a certain time of the year where the accountant or the attorney says a reverse mortgage makes more sense because I can borrow on it and at the same time I can pay it back. And again, when you pay it back, you increase that line of credit dollar for dollar. Okay. So there is where you have a high net worth client and you can come back to the person who's the average income borrower whose needs are different. But that's what's great about this product is to be able to deal with a wide range of people, a wide range of different needs or wants or desires. And that's why I get I get really, really excited about it. Well, John, and actually and you can expand on this because you're the you're the master of this, uh, the best I know at doing this. And you have so many different ways that you've helped people with the reverse mortgage. It makes it. It makes the reverse mortgage a financial planning tool. And expand on what you mean by that when you say that. Yes. Well, we talk, that's a very good point. I was going to bring that up next. The reverse mortgage is a financial planning tool. What I mean by that is that this is something that you can add to what you currently have when you think about retirement. 
So let's take somebody that is of retirement age. They've worked for 20, 30 years, or they're working towards that. And let's say that they started their retirement at a later point in time. Doesn't really matter. They have a retirement. They're going to be getting Social Security. And now what happens is they're about ready to retire. Okay? Harry, you know how many people that I talk to that are of retirement age, and the question that's asked to me, how much money do I need to retire? Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's extremely interesting because most people, when they're putting money away for retirement, they can tell you, this is how much money I have. I have $50,000 saved, 100, 200, 500, a million, whatever it is into a, a contributory IRA, whatever it may be. Yeah. But they don't know. They don't know when we, when we look at that, when we took, when we look at that particular number, doesn't translate on what they're going to get on a monthly basis. How about this too, John? And I know you've talked about this on your show, but it, it can't be said enough. In the old days, somebody would look to retire at 65. It was just, you know, almost like automatic. You'd think that, well, I'm going to retire at 65 because I want to I want to have at least a little bit of life where I don't have to work. Uh, and the life expectancy was lower back then. So you didn't need as much back then. It's not even talking about inflation because all that can be adjusted uh, in terms of today's dollars versus yesteryear dollars. So I'm not even speaking about inflationary pressures, John. The difference between retiring at 65 and living to be 85 or 90 and some of these uh, cohort survival things that the different financial people are using now go beyond that, beyond 100 so you now have to be able to plan. We talked about plan. We talked about action. We talked about all these different action verbs with John Walters earlier in the program. If you missed it, listen to the podcast later today. When we upload it, you download it uh, on the app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. What I'm getting at, John, is folks have to be thinking. This is where uh, I've learned from you how important the reverse mortgage can be in overall financial planning with respect to now you you may be looking to be retired and and we say blessed with healthy years for 20 25 or more years that's a very different scenario isn't it no no question about it when you just to give you an idea Harry the average person is retired the average person is 18 years that's 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 the number that they're using now there you go all right we know that there are people we know that people are retired 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see this all the time. And when I say retired, that doesn't necessarily mean that they have a lot of money. What we're saying is that they're still alive. And you're exactly correct. You know? Hey, John, here's another thing you know. You take maybe two teachers that are married or just say just one teacher or another government employee of some kind that are able to retire at at 50 if they have 25 years in, 55 in some cases. They may be looking at many decades in retirement. Correct. Now, here's what's interesting, Harry. Let's let's use that scenario 10, 20, 30 or 40 years. You worked in the banking. I worked in banking. And when you work in banking, especially in the forward world, as you know, 
Uh, people, you know, the customers will come in the bank, they sit down, and something occurred, and they either want to try to get a line of credit or they're trying to get money because of one reason or another. Now, we're of retirement age. What happens? A lot of cases, they can't qualify on a line of credit or the amount of money that they need they may not qualify on because of death to income. Uh, so when you're retired, let's say that, you know, you're, doesn't matter if you're 60, 70, 80 years old, you're down the road and all of a sudden you have that emergency and you can borrow from the bank. Yep. This is where this particular product comes into play. And John, even if you could, you, you have higher interest rates right now that you'd be contending with. You may be told uh, you, by the end of the year you have to repay the loan, the line rather, and that happens with some financial institutions and some different uh, financial instruments. And then you'd have that pressure and burden. Here, there's no payment ever required. You could volunteer and make a payment or payments. So there's all these reasons why this is strategically, I believe, a very attractive option to consider. And let's talk more about that. And I know you have a great agenda. John, I'm really enjoying your program today because you're helping people. I I love that. Uh, We'll be back with John Walters. He's talking all about reverse mortgages. You can reach John at 609-231-4924. And this much I can say with absolute confidence, you're going to love to work with John. You're going to be able to trust John. And he will help you make the best decision in your particular situation because that's what he does. And, so, and that's what he's been doing for more than 17 years. 609-231-4924. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, continues. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Flying by here with John Walters, 37 minutes past the hour. John, you were saying. Yes, Harry. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, you know, being retirement for 20, 30, 40 years, which, which, which is a possibility, as we know. And what we're looking at is during this time frame of, the number of years somebody that we're here on the planet Earth is when something does happen, do we have the resource to be able to take care of whatever that financial need happens to be? Okay. And even if you do have those finances, you might want another vehicle uh, to give you a choice, uh, give you a choice or an option. And Harry, what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring back to something you just said right before the break. Uh, just to let you know, I, I, I deal with different banks. There are some banks that are not doing lines of credit right now because of the risk that's involved. True. We want the concerns. It's true. Okay. The second, the second thing is, is that with some of the banks, uh, they have the option to put free. They can freeze what your line of credit is. So if you have a line of credit for fifty thousand, or whatever the amount happens to be. They can freeze that where you can't borrow on it. Yeah, they can make it. If you have a $50,000 line, maybe you've used 20000 of it. They can make it now a $20,000 line. Correct. Yeah. And that's what – now, here, when we talk about the reverse mortgage and as far as its features are concerned, let's talk about something called the non-recourse feature. 
which happens to be uh, this particular, which is FHA insured and guaranteed, is that if you have a line of credit, they guarantee it. They will not cap it. They will not cut it. You will always have access to your funds. That's, this is the strength of the product, especially as you get older, which is vitally important. So that's, that's why we're talking about uh, this particular program. And, 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 you know, Harry, the other thing is, uh, you know, I'm dealing with one product. The only product I'm dealing with is the reverse mortgage. I spent 17 years and just looking at this program because I understand that there, this is a kind of product uh, that one, guaranteed and insured as far as the FHA product is concerned, but two, the number of options and choices that can be available to people. But what it takes is somebody like myself to be able to explain to them, this is what we can do. This is how we can strengthen your retirement a little bit. Uh, how to use some of the features, how we can use a combination of features to strengthen your retirement uh, or just increase the funds that you want. So that I that's why I get excited about this program. Hey, John, question for you. Do you have more people that you do a reverse mortgage with that still have some kind of balance on their mortgage? Maybe they're on their way to paying it off free and clear, but it's not yet paid off. Or do you do more reverse mortgages with people who own their home free and clear? Or is it 50-50? No. No, I would say it's 70-30. I would say they have some form of debt, which could be revolving, which could be credit card debt or mortgage debt or a combination or both. So that's huge because, and the reason I brought that up is that was my expectation that you were going to say what you just said, which says that to a lot of people who may be making, we're not going to pigeonhole and just say that everybody is in the same boat. But uh, in many cases, people are making minimum payments. And if you look at your in some of that truth and reporting type creditor stuff, you'll see on any statement, if you still get a statement, but the same thing is available digitally. If you want to look it up, it will show you that if you make a minimum payment every month, it could be decades, many decades before you will have that paid off. Here, you could pay that off in one swoop, and you no longer have that monthly payment. Now, of course, the discipline then is not to rack up the uh, the debt all over again, which some people do, unfortunately do. But that's a big deal right there, John. These monthly payments that are minimum amounts only just to stay you know, current and, and not have their credit impacted and not lose the credit card or whatever the credit facility is, uh, winds up being a very big deal if you can pay that off. Yeah, so if we look at revolving debt alone, and the highest revolving debt that I paid off, not me, but as far as a homeowner was concerned, I had an individual that had $250,000 on revolving debt. Uh, This goes back many years ago, having to do with four daughters. He was paying two mortgages uh, for his daughters. The bottom line was it was strangling him to death. And you can imagine what the interest was on that. Yep. And I actually got called in from the bank. So you're absolutely correct. It's it's we know that if you have three thousand dollars on a credit card, the chances are the 
majority of people aren't going to be able to pay that off because the way that they compound the interest on that on a monthly basis. Yeah, they'll just, so, they'll just keep making minimum payments. Most of it goes to the interest, a tiny little bit to the principal, and you're just never going to see the finish line. It's 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 um, it's it's heartbreaking in some cases. John, our final break. Believe it or not, we're flying flying here today. Uh, Forty three at the speed of life. Forty three minutes past the hour with John Walters talking about reverse mortgages. You can reach John, and he'll believe me when I tell you you're going to love working with John. He'll show you all these different potential options that you have, uh, and you can employ any one of them or a, a, a combination. You know, the multi-prong uh, approach that John does where perhaps you want a lump sum distribution to do something fantastic. You want to take a once-in-a-lifetime trip around the world. You want to spoil your kids and your grandkids, uh, whatever, whatever that reason would be. And then, of course, you can s- establish your credit line either for emergencies or to have it, to go to work. Uh, And there's just so many ways that John can help you. But, of course, he can't if you don't reach out to him. 609-231-4924, the phone number to reach John. 609-231-4924 with John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hey, uh, did you get that proposal done? Eh, they can wait till tomorrow. Some things can wait. Should we book those flights to see your folks? Hmm, we can do it later. But untreated COVID isn't one of them. If you're 50 or older or have a chronic condition, COVID can be deadly. Got COVID symptoms? Talk to a doctor and get treatment right away because it just can't wait. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-838-1441. That's 800-838-1441. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 48 minutes past the hour. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, continues. John, time is yours. Thanks. Harry, you know, we keep talking about the options and choices and the features of this particular program. And and it's funny why the commercial break was on. I was thinking about, uh, I I had a a meeting, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I met with uh, an older couple. And when I say older, they were grandparents. And uh, he told me, he said, you know, I've been, matter of fact, he's been listening to the show. And he says to me, you know, I've been thinking about my granddaughter. My granddaughter has a partial scholarship uh, a music conservatory or something, but our discussion happened. The thought behind this was, I want to help my granddaughter, and I want to be able to experience this while I'm alive. Mm. And his idea of putting the reverse mortgage together was to be able to take care 
of a portion of her college education of the tune of about $100,000 that he was going to contribute. Depends on how far she goes. But the idea behind it was uh, he was looking at this as his legacy for his granddaughter. Um, and there was other situations that were involved here. John, John, beg me. I, I beg your forgiveness. I, I, I've got a comment on this. This is such a beautiful comment that you're making, because for those out there, consider this strongly consider this. It's one thing to know that, you you know, you've lived a purpose driven life, you've lived a good life and you're going to leave your children and your grandchildren with with, um, you know, the, the, the sum of your your life's you know work and savings. But to be able to actually see in real time the faces and what that means as opposed to when you're gone uh i think that is fantastic john yes and to add to that uh the story and we've conversed uh since we did the loan is that his whole thing is i want to see my legacy while i'm alive in yeah. reference to and and and, and again Forgetting uh, his children, but this had to do with the granddaughter, uh, who was excellent at what she did, uh, was to basically take the heat because she would be largely responsible to go to wherever she was going if she could go to the school that she wanted to go. But he was offered the opportunity to go to the school that she wants to go to. uh, And he'll make up the difference. Correct. That's great. Correct. It's wonderful. In other words, other words, yes. So his, you know, the idea is, you know, this is what I can do for why I'm alive. I'm going to have X amount of dollars, and my wife and I are going to be able to enjoy watching our granddaughter go through this process. And exactly what you said, because it's happened a couple of times where when we talk about legacy and if we talk about gift giving or if we talk about if there is anything left at the end of the rainbow uh you know or we don't have anything is that to be able to put a plan together and especially as we age you know we talk about being 60 70 80 uh, the years fly by real quick is why not why not have a passion for something and that passion is all depending on what you want to make it and this program can help you reach that passion. That's how I look at it. So, uh, Harry, you brought up a, a very good point in the sense of, you know, we're not talking about this program as far as, okay, it's down and out. We're, we're looking at a program that's age-based. Yep. You've got to be 62 years of age. You have to have a certain percentage of equity in the property. But as, as I share with the people that I talk to, and a lot of them you know, our conversation happens to be, I'm not sure if I need a reverse mortgage. Uh, but you know what? I, w- I was thinking about it. I said, well, the important thing is that you were thinking about it. Yeah. And I said, what we can do is I can put a, I can put a scenario together to show you, based on your situation, uh, some ideas of how we can add this to what you currently have. And, then, and you can show that person that has the mindset, I don't really need it, into where they're the perfect applicant, they're the perfect person when you don't need it. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's uh, it's one of those things where if you really need it, 
it's there. And if you don't need it, it's also a very good strategy to consider. Take, exactly. Take, take the 62-year-old, which is the first year you can get the active reverse mortgage. It does, it does not know how it can fit into what they currently have, but they understand the concept and they understand that it could help them. And we strictly talk about the line of credit. And I'll say to them, okay, let's take a look at your line of credit. If you were to do a reverse mortgage, and I'm going to use 300000 as far as uh, a home value is concerned, I'm going to use 150, I'm going to use 50%, again, to make it simple. Uh, you could have a line of credit for 150000 But what I want to share with you, let's, let's take a look at something that we can leverage this, and we talk about leverage, is that right now, you, that 150000 based on the interest rate plus the 0.5% is at 7.135. So, Harry, how about this one? So now what happens is that line of credit is growing each month. This month would be 7.135, but it would be adjustable as time goes on. But let's just say, for the sake of discussion, we use 5%, and they don't use the line of credit for 5, 10, 15, or 20 years. What do you think that line of credit is going to be in 20 years, Harry? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give it to you to answer, but it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I don't have the exact answer, but I'm going to tell you that <laughs> instead of having 150 thousand, they're going to have. I know they'll have an ex- excess of over 250, exactly, and probably over 300 thousand. Yeah, okay. showing showing that you didn't need it, but look what happened during that time. And then maybe at that point, uh, you'll be really glad that you did it. So in other words, you're planning for the future. It's not unlike if you were doing a college builder when your children were babies or even before they were born. And then you have the money to pay for college or you want to pay for retirement planning or you want to pay for vacation. So it really is in that same mindset. So somebody that would say, I don't need it. No, you don't need it now. But would you like to have that ready to go for 10 years from now, 15 years from now, so on? So it really is um, it, it really is something to uh, to behold. And, 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 and take that, you know, take that uh, concept one step further and say to somebody, OK, let's say you don't use this for 20 years. Yeah. All right. And you have 250. Now, guess what? You have an option of turning this into an income stream. We can now convert this to a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar a month to you for whatever that time frame that would probably be. Now, if we're looking at twenty years and you're sixty-two, you're going to be eighty-two. But if you're seventy-two, but you're still going to have access to a, a much larger portion of funds that you can convert to an income stream. And if not, then you don't need to use it. But isn't it great uh, to put a plan in place? And Harry, I know you love the preparation prevents the uh, performance. Five P's. But how- and by the way, go back half a step before the five P's. You might have something happen down the road, a health issue, or who knows what. So being prepared is never a bad thing, John. Uh, okay. Another story we're going to tie into this. Uh, did. 13 years ago, did a reverse mortgage, line of credit situation. The line of credit grew 
And guess what? Uh, the wife had a stroke into an assisted living facility, and he had all the funds from the line of credit to pay for his wife in an assisted living facility uh, to take care for the next several years. So here's, here's when we talk about planning, this is what's the unexpected thing Okay, Harry, I've got I to gotta tell you this. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have a designation called the CSA. It's called Certified Senior Advisor. It right. basically means that I'm, I'm dealing with seniors on many different levels. But what was interesting, the article, this is on the CSA Journal that I picked up this morning. You think you're navigating the interstate is hard. Try getting old. That was the that's the title of the article, but this Stephen Greenberg wrote an article wrote a book that I just ordered called Oh My God I'm Getting Older and So Is My Mom, and everything I look at when I'm reading this has to do with the reverse mortgage in the sense of planning. In other words, we talk about being proactive instead of being reactive. And what happens is, and the shame of it is, especially those of us that have older parents or older relatives or whatever it is, when that crisis hits, a lot of people are reacting to what's there. Yeah. Which a better position is, is to be proactive to say, is to look ahead and say, okay, what can we do to help? this loved one. Right. Much better to be calling John at 609-231-4924 preventative than calling you with an emergency. Correct. Correct. So, uh, you know, you, you take a look at older people that live in the home, they might need some type of home remodification, opening up the doorways, yep. uh, remodeling the bathrooms. Uh, yes. Reverse mortgage funds are used for this. And dealing with uh, some of the medical supply places, uh, they use these. They use the reverse mortgage as, uh, as, as an offering to people to say this is an option of the way that you can get the funds to pay for it. John, I want to give you a quick time uh, check. We've got five minutes left in your program, so I'll ask you for a closing comment. And I know that you want the last couple of minutes uh, to close out. Uh, on the current year and into the new year. So just giving you uh, where we stand right now, time-wise, back to you. Good. Uh, yes, thanks, Harry. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking I was thinking about this in reference to being that this is the last show before the new year. And what I would like the listening audience to think about is, is that aspect of taking a look, uh, taking a look at what you have. And what I mean by that is, the first, the key, the, the key word that I always talk about is the word gratitude uh, for what we have. But we also have to take aware, be aware of where we are. So one of the things that you can do is, is to, as far as finances are concerned, is to actually sit down and take a look at what you have. What, what funds do you have coming in? What funds do you have been out of the house? What do you have in savings? What do you have as far as retirement accounts? Uh, in other words, take a look and what you're doing is you're looking down to say, here's where I am, but I want you to look ahead 5, 10, 15, 20 years. What can I do to help this situation? And what I mean by this is 
let's say you have large credit card debt. Well, you might be able to get rid of that, which will actually increase your funds, or let's put it this way, your cash flow over a long period of time. Or you can look at that line of credit with a reverse mortgage, where now what happens is you're putting a plan in place for the unexpected, or you can increase your income stream by using it. Uh, so what I want you to do is to take a look, uh, take a look at your financial needs and, and evaluate where you feel comfortable or you may not be comfortable. And that's where I, I, when I work with people, I find that to be very valuable is I know we all take a look and say, you know, I don't want to look at that. Okay. No, take a look at it. You're going to feel much better when you can see that there is an opening, there's an avenue to strengthen your retirement. And I, I wanted to say that. Also, <clears throat> I mentioned on the last show, uh, the FHA has increased what we call the lending limit. We are now up to, when I say a lending limit, it's a percentage of that, but home values now can go up to a million eighty-nine thousand, And it's a percentage of that. When I started 17 years ago, it was around 300,000. Wow. So, uh, that means that you have the ability to qualify for more funds. So that's extremely important. So uh, that's what I find. That's what I would like you to do for the new year is to take a look at that. And as, as Harry talks about all the time, uh, it's not give me a call. We can sit down. We can talk. We can, I can get an idea of where you are. I can also be able to get a feel of what you're trying to do. Maybe you don't know what you're trying to do, but at the same time, what I can share with you is what this program could do for you. There's a couple key words, Harry, that I like to use. The one word that I use all the time is the word fit, F-I-T. This program, when I look at it and when I'm working with a homeowner, is, is this a good fit? Is this product a good fit for the homeowner, for what we're trying to do? Because as we know, there are many different financial products that are out there. Not every product is good for every person. It's the same way with the reverse mortgage. Is it a fit? The second key word that's extremely important, is it sustainable? And what I mean by sustainable, I take a look at this, and if we do this program, and I say, you know what? I can see where you can afford where you are for the next 10 years. That's sustainable. Mm -hmm. If it looks like that you can't and it's not sustainable, I'm going to say I can't, you know, I don't recommend it. Matter of fact, I won't do it because it, I can see that it's not going to be a positive outcome. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of key pieces to this. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have, the education with this particular program, and I'm always learning all the time, and changes are happening all the time. Harry, I want to tell you that uh, I got a call this week, and I think this will be good for you. This might be a, a, a new piece for you. Uh, I, got a, I got a call from his son, and he says to me, my parents have a reverse mortgage, and my question for you is what happens when they pass away and what about the liability of the loan am I responsible for it? And, John, 30 seconds left in the program. Go. Okay. So make a long story short, I said you only have to answer yourself two questions. 
One, is there equity in the property? Meaning that if they've been in the home a long time, have they used up all the funds? The second question is, do you want to keep the house or not? If you don't want to keep the house and there are funds in the property, you can refinance and keep it. If you don't want to keep the property and there's no equity in the property, you can do two things. You can do a deed in lieu of, which means you can just give the house back to the lender, and the heirs and the estate are not responsible for nothing. So the great thing about this program, financial planners look at it and the sense is, what liability? Well, there's no liability. And we got we to gotta cut it right there. Literally, Kill Meat is here. Uh, I want to thank you, John, for a great 